Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Good morning or afternoon or whenever it is you decide to listen to this podcast. Uh, Yeah, back finally with another episode of the Motocross Companion. Everything's been crazy. I've been saying it over and over about the new studio and trying to get it built and why uh, we haven't been doing these. Um, but this is the first recording ever to go down in the new studio in Burley. Uh, and it is for a really good round of the Motocross Series uh, in Bud's Creek. Uh, ended up being a bit of a banger, and I got a banger guest on as well. Uh, my brother, Matty, uh, who is basically the whole reason we are even in this new studio. Uh, he is the dude that made this happen. Um, so yeah, without him, we wouldn't have been able to pull all of this off. Um, so I thought it'd be very fitting to get him on. I've wanted to get Maddie on for a while as well, to be honest. Um, but yeah, just sort of needed to wait for the right time. And I thought this would be a good time. I'd actually like to get him on for a full Gypsy Tales episode at some point as well. Um, I really enjoyed sitting down and talking to Matt and it's kind of crazy cause we really had like a seven year gap in our adult relationship really um because I went off to America for that long he was living in Newcastle and doing his thing down there and then he started his business and I just wasn't around for a lot of it so it would be cool to do um a full episode and really like I don't know I feel like we could dive deep into uh what went down during that time period um before we get into this episode of the podcast just got to give a massive shout out to the sponsors that make this motocross show happen they are the legends at MX Store. Um, we spoke about it in the podcast, but Maddie, who lives 400 meters from MX Store, uh, decided that their shipping services are so good and so reliable and so fast that he was just going to get his order shipped to his door. Uh, he bought some sprockets, I think. I think that's what he said for his Cape trip. Um, you can head to mxstore.com.au and uh, basically peruse your way through Australia's biggest. Uh, biggest accessory store um guys are amazing i talk about it all the time absolutely love them one of uh the best companies in motocross in australia in my opinion uh and one of the other best companies in motocross in australia in my opinion is the legends at rival inc you can head to www.rivalincdesignco.com and you can get anything your heart desires if it sticks onto a motorcycle a jersey if it's adhesive they make that shit happen. Um, you can use the promo code Gypsy Gang or Gypsy Tales, whichever one you want. They both work, and that's going to give you fifteen percent off. 
Also, just got to give a quick shout out to the guys at Nobby Underwear. Day in the Dirt's coming up. It's going to be a bit of a... Uh, we're camping, guys. We're camping. We're probably going to be boozing on. We're going to be doing a lot of riding. I don't know that I changed my jocks last year. I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, but with Nobby, I feel like you can get away with it. They've got all of the antibacterial material that you could ever ha- ask for that's going to get you through a grueling weekend like Day in the Dirt. You want to be comfy. I know I want to be comfy in this race that I've got against Sam Moore. Um, so yeah, Nobby has got you covered. If you get online and get your subscription now for just $20 a month, um, you're probably going to, uh, probably still got time to get that first order in, uh, for day in the dirt and then just pack one pair of jocks and three pairs of riding gear and you're away. Um, righto, we'll get into this episode. Thank you very much to my little bro, Maddie for coming in and doing this. And as always, thank you to, uh, Mick who helps put these together as well. Enjoy the show. Bye. All right, we're rolling. We're on. This is a milestone event right now. Uh, this is the first podcast in the new studio. It's not quite done yet. We're still setting up, but we needed to bring you the motocross companion this week. I'm very sorry. We've been slack with that. Um, but our first guest in this new studio, which is pretty fucking cool, is my little brother, Maddie McAlpine. Welcome to the show, bro. Thanks, boys. Mick. Hurley. Jace. The full crew. It's, it's all good. in here. It's um, good to um, see it come to life, actually. It's been a while. Yeah, this studio would not be here without Matt. So this is like the reason it's here. So it's, that's why it's quite fitting uh, that Maddie's the first guest on. Obviously, we grew up racing together. Um, so any of my motocross knowledge, um, he pretty much has the same. Maddie works in the industry as uh, Toby Price's manager. Uh, does stuff with Toddy, does stuff with Harley Clifford, just Chaz Mostert, like all the boys, all the homies, pretty much everyone that's been on the podcast, Matty works with. Um, so that's your intro. Is Don't it? forget Hoyo. Oh yeah, Matt Hoy. <laughs> you <laughs> haven't listened to his podcast. <laughs> yeah, get on, get on to that. Eighteen plus. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's that's what we're doing. So we're gonna watch Bud's Creek. Uh, I haven't seen any of it. I know. So I don't know the results. I know. Yeah, I'll bet you a hundred bucks right now that Eli wins the championship. You reckon? Yeah. All right, let's yeah, take that bet. I'll back it up. Um, nah, there you go, <laughs> Matty. See in the future. Um, so Mick, you want to press play on that biatch for us? Um, we've actually got the internet in this studio, which is quite rad. So we're watching the lights. The lights here. We're just going to get the audio right, guys. Oh, first motor's up. Oh, this is the recap. How's the pink gear? I know. Oh, that's that uh, retro shit, right? Yeah, it seems like Thor's stuff is completely pink for the season. The old boy used to actually wear a set. Yeah. That they've, the, the barbed wire one, I think. Yeah, the white stuff. There's like, there's the pink version and then there's the white version. I actually saw it at MX store the other day. I think I'm going to get some, even though I've been ragging on Thor gear all year. <laughs> but yeah, that jersey was cotton, eh? Yeah, hot. Can you imagine that shit? In cans too, far out. Oh, Moseman's been on it this year. I know. He just crashes, but eh? he just he has those little mistakes. I reckon he's going to be a podium dude. He's got a deal for next year. Shane McElrath. What? Yeah, getting it done. Where did that come from? Yeah, he's, he's definitely um, pulled one out of the hat there. I see he's been practicing with Dino on that a lot. Oh, he's one of the Baker boys. Yeah. 
Yeah, they were struggling a lot at the start of the year. But he was hurt. His back apparently was pretty bad through Ferrandis, P4. Oh, we should full screen that, Mick. Let's let's take advantage of this brand new full Falcon 55-inch LED. Blah, blah, blah. Will looks amazing. As always. I actually was in love with Will Christian at one point in America. Dead set. Yeah, we all stayed at... Uh, at uh, Red Bull knockout in Tennessee and she was like the chick for it so we were all at the hotel and I was just I was in love sneaky man I fell in love you nothing, got it. nothing we come of it supposed to be at the hotel yeah 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 okay. yeah we were all staying together I just fell in love with her everyone's like yeah of course you're in love with her uh, you're only human mate I know that's uh, the that's the alpha coming out of you <laughs> <laughs> that's the alpha dog um, we should fast forward to shit those boys behind her are just pumped Go to, it's about 11 minutes, Mick, I'll tell you if you can't see, because the TV's... My eyes are fine. Yeah, I can't see it. Yeah, that, that'll look over there. I bet you it'll be getting close. All right, a little bit more. 12 minutes. When was the last time you actually lined up for a race? Me? Yeah. Was Day in the Dirt last year. That's, that's That doesn't race. count. You know what I think... Like, like my, literally, like, more than 15 people in the start line. You know what I think it was? We did a club day at Tully. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not even joking. We did a club day at Tully. And it was after Andrew McFarlane died. And I remember I pulled off the race. I actually pulled off. I was over it. All right. Moto 2 for the 250s. Oh. Who was that? AC. No. Oh, no. That's Marchbank. Oh, Davalos. Oh no, the old boy. I don't know about them boots, guys. I'm a massive fan of the Fox boots, having a set myself, but I don't know if I like the fluoro colour. Amart is up there. Oi, McElrath could be in for a good overall here. Yeah, I'm actually predicting he wins the overall oh, as well. Oh, have you seen that? Okay. Yeah, I could potentially walk away from my first Gypsy Tales podcast <laughs> 200 bucks. Are you up. chucking 100 on it too? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, is that his weapon or is it? I uh, just did on that one. I don't mind a punt. Have a punt. One of the one of the boys yesterday were watching the UFC and he predicted a first round knockout from this dude and the dude got a first round knockout. Wow. But he only won 15 bucks. Bugger. Do they have a fantasy racer thing with this uh, series? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. I'm pretty sure it's... um. Who does do that? Well, is it Rocky Mountain? I think it's, yeah, Rocky Mountain ATV. Yeah, They right. have... I think you can, like, win a bike and shit, dude. So I haven't paid attention to this at all. Yeah, that's that Thor gear there, dude. He's yeah. not in the pink. Yeah, that shit's pretty sick. Dude, oh, McElrath. What happened to him? Contract. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah, well, he's not... Po is he pointed out? Nah, that's why he didn't do from, like, Daytona onwards. Who's leading Mick? Oh. Uh, Oldenburg. Yeah, right. Who has, like, really good speed, man? Texas, dog. Texas. Just consistency, eh? That's the sort of seems the thing he misses at Oldenburg. Yeah, for uh, sure. Just like all those young dudes, eh? That's Alpha. What's that? It's the Alpha. Alpha. <laughs> I feel like it's just so, like, you just know that, like, Ferrandis and AC are going to be so, like, there's just dudes where they just know they're going to be there. And it's sort of just as like, oh, I can't win. There's a big difference between like thinking you can win and actually knowing you can win. 
I don't know whether my mic sounds shit or my sinus infection just makes me sound this shit. Well, there you go, Jace. You can get your gear in pink. So you Beautiful pink. Look at look, that. You can get it in pink. Yeah, I don't want that shit in pink. I want the white shit. I want the. F I wonder if they released. I don't know about white. I've Sam could possibly make that dirty that gear really dirty at down oh, the dirt yeah, if you're right. behind him. So nah, I'm wearing fast house at down the dirt. I'm going full down the dirt. I'm yeah. going full spec. Groupie. Yeah, full spec. It'd be a dog move to like not wear fast house at the fast house event when they're like you know they're hooking it up for us. And by the way, to our listeners, Jet. where is Jet? Just there. Ooh. Yeah, what were you saying for the um, Yeah, so we're Fast House. Speaking of Fast House, Fast House are actually giving away two sets of riding gear. So we, we're giving, with the Day in the Dirt guys, we're giving away two uh, entries to Day in the Dirt plus an 8x6 pit, pit tent. And it's, I think it's like a two grand value. Uh, so we're giving away that. And then Johnny from Lusty said, oh, well, I'll give two sets of Fast House gear to the winners. Oh, wait, what was that? What? Yeah. That's hectic. Well, that sounds like a bloody tidy little prize pack. It is, actually. So, yeah, Johnny, Johnny's given two thanks sets of gear. Yeah, thanks, Jonathan. Jonathan. Um, he's still hungover from Coolum, apparently. Word on the street. He's still... <laughs> Don't know what you're talking about. He's still hungover. Um... So yeah, they're giving that away, and then uh, I'm pretty sure Rival, we're, we haven't announced that yet, but Rival's going to give away a prize pack as well. Wait. So this thing's going to end up being worth like four grand. Mm, that's insane. You've got to do something, eh? Definitely. People love it. It's what it's all about. The uh, I'm pretty hyped for down the day. I'm pretty glad I've got an extra week to organise, though, because there's a lot of shit still not done. Dude, McElrath is killing it. Yeah. Uh... I heard that they didn't... Well, not they. I heard he didn't like that new bike for ages. But I wonder when it's... When there is a new bike, how many guys are just like not fit, not 100% healthy, and then the new bike is like the easiest thing to sort of I don't, I, blame. I don't know. Things change, and I think riders are... You know, once they adapt to something, it's it's quite familiar for them. So, yeah, that I know, makes, I know, that makes sense. You know, when uh, Husky went through that drastic change of bikes, I know uh, Toddy in, in Europe, he really struggled with the transition of it. He didn't it. like that one. Nah. Nah, he, he really struggled on it. And, you know, same deal. He, his results showed it. And he really struggled towards the end of the year with that new bike change. And so did his teammate. So, yeah, I don't know. It's always it's always funny, you know. I know when Tobes was right, had that massive change with his with his Dakar bike I mean he was racing a dinosaur to begin with and then it they definitely spruced it up so they they can change that's the difference they can change so drastically like yeah, what right. he did with the, the old model rally bike to the new model that it's such a big improvement when, when did they change that rally bike I think bike? it was 17 they 17 they basically they had that thing in development for about 3 years and to a point where they the riders were was so involved in the development of that bike it was like a full clay mold and they mm. would go in and oh, I saw they photos were, of they that, were eh? shaving all the panels and it, it was unbelievable and but he they they really changed a lot of lot up with that rally bike and it it made such a difference whereas with these with these models now with the developments being so small you know it can change so much as well yeah. at the same time it's 
and well, they've got them like right on the edge too you know yeah. like and they, it's like it's the same with like, I was talking to um, a gentleman from the from one of the manufacturers and he was saying you know with with bike sales they're decreasing so much now because the the resale there's no need to upgrade it's yeah. like they're so so damn good now mm. that they're only really needing to make those small changes but yeah. well that's like that six well what am I riding a 16 450 mm. thing's still sick yeah, yeah I mean three it's, years old like they do get better but yeah. I'm not like rushing out yeah. to get a that's, new one that's just the difference between these kind of guys where they just notice so much from tire pressures to you know a click here a click there whereas your general yeah. punters and it's so fine but for those guys it can be so different but for us it's just <laughs> much of a muchness yeah, oh, yeah uh, black handguard sick yeah. yeah kind of thing so dude speaking of tire pressures that day we rode at um at treno's place yeah. toby put 30 psi in my tires and that's, I didn't even notice. It's gonna help. <laughs> that's how like much I don't. I didn't even notice. And yeah. then, and then we got to the uh, six hour. And then Cam did the first lap on my bike. And then he comes in. He's like, "Bro, this thing sucks. I don't even know if I'm gonna do another lap." And like, he was like, oh, "I just didn't think I was this shit at riding." And then uh, he like does the tire pressures to try and figure it out. And yeah, it was thirty psi. So Toby, cheers for the stitch up, bro. That was hilarious. So yeah, that it it's like goes to show though because I didn't even notice that shit. Nah, and I was just I'm just going out. I'm like, yeah, it feels pretty slippery. Yeah, it's funny. How good's Trent's place, dude? Yeah, that was good. Crazy. We need to get in another ride there before day in the dirt. I think they rode there yesterday. So who's hot? Excuse the ignorance. Who's P five there? Heartcraft. He's a privateer Yamaha dude. He's been doing really good, eh? Look who's P6. Ooh, Jetty Boy. <laughs> and then that Joe Schmoda dude. That Joe Schmoda guy, I watched... Um, You can actually watch the Loretta's motos, man. Yeah, he's quick. And yeah, he's so I was quick. watching Japanese, him. yeah? Yeah, Jeppy Boy. He, um... He's like the Kanoa Igarashi of motocross. Mm, I agree. Because he's like an American Japanese dude. Do, do our listeners know who Kanoa Igarashi is? Maybe not. <laughs> Kanoa Igarashi is the... Professional surfer. Yeah, professional surfer. He's like... How old is he? Like 18? Mm, he won young. the Bali stop of the WSL this year. Yeah. First, uh, first time winning on tour, so... But, but yeah, he's a Japanese-born American. Yeah. Man, the, Jap- the whole like... Japanese Americans have like such a crazy history with the war because like any Japanese American that was living in America during World War Two, they rounded them all up in concentration camps basically because they were like they didn't want any like Japanese spies mm. so they basically just took like everybody and put them in these concentration camps Damn. yeah there's one on the way to Mammoth like you know where you so anyone that drives from California to Mammoth to go either snowboarding or mountain biking or dirt biking there's this huge like facility where they used to keep all the Japanese or like not all of them but they yeah. kept some of them there it's crazy, crazy. Eh? they still got all like the sniper towers and the sirens and everything there nuts I think it's awesome that you know the, the Japanese get you know doing so well in some of these unique sports I mean it's not u- unique over in Japan but um, it is quite niche I, though surfing right oh surfing in Japan. for sure like it's there's not a lot of big waves over there and whatnot, but personally I love Japan I just got back from Japan yeah you were just there eh? I I would uh, it's probably one of the only countries I'd, I'd probably live in do it's, you reckon you'd move you could live in Japan I think I could for sure like the culture the people um, 
it just never ever ever stops yeah it's um it's crazy it's uh it's a very special place um my business one of my business partners his his wife's uh full-blown japanese and um he actually worked at uh universal studios as a stunty and his roots are pretty deep over there, so he's in Osaka. And how good's his Japanese when you're yeah, like out there with him day good. to day? They yeah. speak. They, they 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 a lot of them speak English. Yeah, for yeah. sure. They're also lovely too. Like you, you know, if you you you, you don't know where to go, or, you know, you you sort of seeking advice. They'll they'll beat you to ask them. Yeah, you know, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, it is. It's a super cool cool country. It'd be awesome to go and do like couple of rounds of like the nationals there or something you know like the the country is just so beautiful and to be able to see that side of it out, out of osaka and the big you yeah. know, cities would be unbelievable you went to suzuka hey yeah i went to suzuka yeah we um we look after young Did jack you? jack doan mick doan's son and he was um he was competing in the asia f3 championship and that was one of the rounds was at suzuka yeah. and yeah, that's owned by Honda. Is that correct? I think. Uh, yeah, well, the Honda, Honda factory's there, there and yep. stuff. So, wow. super unique. Like, the whole facility is just nuts. Wow, unbelievable. All like concrete grandstands, and you know, there's, a, oh, there's like a theme park there for kids. And I mean, it was a ghost town when we were there, but I think you know, having it an F1 event there and so on. Well, they don't have the MotoGP there anymore. No, um, someone passed away there, but. Like, you can see why. The, the turn coming onto the main straight, yeah. the wall is so close to the corner. It's unbelievable. Dude, Jet is up to fifth right now. Mm. What a savage, man. You could see at Loretta's, dude. Like, he was so, so good. Yeah, he had a couple bike malfunctions, I think. Yeah, he got had a DNF yeah. in one of, the, one of the classes. And he, he was pretty oblivious. I watched the thing he did with Racer X and... They were sort of like, oh, you know, does there anyone on your radar? Or and he's like, oh, I don't really know. Or it's just, just go and just race and his own thing. Do yeah. it, you know. He seems super cruisy, eh? Dude, oh. this is a battle right now. Who we got in it? Hartcraft, Shimoda, Cincerello, and then Ferrandis, dude. Nice. Hartcraft could like really get some uh, Yamaha brownie points here if he cleans out AC. Dude, Adams on the edge. See his front just tuck a little bit there. Oh, watch out, Shimoda. He had a shocker at Unadilla, yeah, Shimoda. I didn't really see any yeah, not, of not, Unadilla. Not the best debut. That track looks so gnarly, though. Yeah, it looked nuts. really gnarly. You've been there, haven't you, Manny? Yeah, yep. yeah, I have. You've been there as well, yeah, right? I yeah. Yep. I think I watched the year... I think Stu was on a... Stu and Cooper? Yeah, we're on a Suzuki. And Burner, like, was leading... Oh really? Yeah, it was crazy. Shit. Yeah, I did. Um, I did a bit of time with Jackson, Jazz Richardson, and yeah. he was racing the the outdoors. And I think I did Southwick as well. And Unadilla is a crazy place, so hey, sick, yep. so so sick. Did yep. you watch the Team Fried vid from there? No, I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, it's, eh? it's so rad what they're doing. I I um, I wish we had the vibe to support. The, con the yeah, content yeah, yeah you, you guys stick his camera in someone's face here they're like dude what are you doing America just has that like you're, you're right a vibe like oh, you, it's you can go to any dude in the stands and be like give us a red button and they'll just be like red button nah. and here they'd be like 
fuck off like no one would want to do it everyone's like a little bit too cool here to do it yeah i don't think it's too cool it's just not the, it's there's culture no, there's it's no culture you know culture. it's you you know, need someone to do it it's well i feel like jats gets people pretty hyped like last year when he had the um the chainsaw going for like the rounds yeah, and, yeah. Hurt and stuff yeah. like yeah it only takes a few people to get psyched I um I actually texted Ando the other day and I just said like I replied to one of his stories because someone there was like a dude in the crowd that said like you know fucking Dilla team fried mm. or like I'm fried or something like that and uh, and then Ando wrote like a, a post like saying how much he appreciates it and I, I just wrote and I was like man I just don't know if you know how big a deal it is that you're doing what you're doing yeah like you are giving he's given every rider a license to be themselves now yeah because he's still he was on the podium this weekend yeah so it's like he's still doing good he won the supercross championship last year and it's like don't ever fucking change bro yeah and well, you're giving people like a license now to just like be himself. yeah he's just using all the platforms to his full advantage to express who he is as a person yeah 100 percent. no and i guess that's what the youth do that's what they're amazing at and that's you know like i listen to the the bailey and sando podcast it's it's just a model to do really cool things with ease and you know some people are are wise enough to utilize it and others don't really even know what those things are really for you know like i know in our industry and some of the clients that we have they have people that work for them and and they're like, oh, we need to do it this way. It's like, well, just because you do it like that with your personal account doesn't mean it works yeah. for the business account. Like, mm. it's just, it's just nuts. But you know what? He's doing an awesome job, and I think it's rad. Like, I, I, I know I get in bed and I just check it out, check it out, yeah. and froth, and want to go and pull my bike out and go for a spin and have a beer afterwards. And that's what us punters live for, you know. And he's outdoor season has been, yeah, it's been some a cracker. of the best it's mm. been, been awesome for yeah, him before him a so. cracker dude dude this battle is going off right now and they still have not passed yet so who won the first moto sorry I know we watched McElrath yeah so it was McElrath right yeah. I wonder where these two finished in relation to each other sorry Mick guys. do you know anything about the amateur rule that they have do they have to finish on the last they have to they can do three races no but I saw Jet put a post up and he said that he had to I'm not sure. finish early or something on the last lap due to the amateur ruling. I'm not sure. Well, I know that there's a rule that... Um, yeah, maybe Mick can, yeah, Mick can look that up. Yeah, it's just there's on his a, Instagram. Um, there is a rule where they can um, do three amateur races. Yeah. Uh, sorry, three pro races and still qualify for the pros. Yeah. Uh, sorry, still race the amateurs next year. So I don't know whether like that's the plan. So where's where's the the husky kid? What's his name? Uh, Jalik Swole. Yeah, I know. He he sure. got the Horizon Award. Yeah, he did really good. He wasn't as fast as Shimoda and Jet though. Yeah. Yeah, the boys. Yeah, get get that, cop that. Oh, the thing is though, say that was uh, for Anderson AC. Yeah. AC's got a pretty big lead though. I'm pretty sure he can just get like just finish just behind Ferrandis every moto and he still wins the title. Nice. And he's moving on to Cowie four fifty. Big boy. And well, I like I was pretty surprised. I thought I thought he was gonna go to Honda with um Cole Sealy retiring yeah. and his relationship with Ken, but that was what and, and the family V two. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was the um that was what I thought too, but 
I spoke to um, I spoke to Myrtle. You know? Do you know Lucas Myrtle? Maybe. He's a bunch of these dudes' managers. Aussie guy. You you might have met him. Over no, there. I've never heard of him. But um, he uh, he said that like literally nothing's changing. Yeah. Like basically nothing's changing. I think Savachi's going to be on Honda. Yeah. Right. Well, it's funny because I don't think uh, Lucas. Oh, I don't know what the deal is, but obviously, um, Astefan, he's left Wasserman now, so I don't know if you're aware of that. He started uh, Family V2, oh, that's what I just said. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I know AC is his boy, and he. I'm not sure what the deal is. I don't want to speak out of context, but... Um, that would have made sense. I would have thought he was going to go to Honda well, as well. Um, yeah, well, Steve has, you know, Ken and Ken Block and so on and so on and checks and so on and so on and yeah. so I don't know that whole action sports portfolio is basically his so I'm not sure where where um, Lucas would stand as an account manager or whatever and that that whole I'm pretty sure he's still at was works so yeah, yeah but you know as a yeah I mean it's that's my I guess that's my world it's, it's yeah. um, gossip in, in our sort of area so it's cool I think I think it's amazing what Steve's doing he's really good at what he does and it's a big part of all these big dudes programs yeah it's pretty insane when like the writers he i i want to get him on the podcast one day because that'd be unbelievable yeah. like he's he started with a snowboard shop in aspen yeah crazy that's where he started and now he's started from the bottom now he's here mm. just not this rule all the big boys tomac having a yarn to the fans He's got the beard going, Jace. Maybe that's what it is. Potentially. Maybe that's what it is. Could be, for sure. He's a beast, man. It's in his blood, eh? His dad's just an absolute legend. And his mum. And his mum. What's his mum do? She was an Olympic athlete, I believe. No shit. Pretty sure. I don't know what division. Nah, but I believe she's a medalist at uh, maybe an Olympics or something like that. Yeah, crazy. It just goes to show, like, his... It's just hard. Like, you just got to want it. Like, I understand, like, all the Baker stuff and, you know, all these people doing their own programs. But from... Oh, yeah. from He's the beast. But he just does... Like, you don't yeah. hear what he does. Like, you don't see things. it. Like, I'm pretty sure he just eats concrete and, like, yeah. <laughs> wrestles bears. At 14,000 feet. <laughs> feet. At 14,000 feet. His fun is changing tires. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want to do? You're like, I'm just going to change some tires. Yeah. But he, he sort of reminds me of Casey Stoner, you know, like... Yeah. Casey's got that same vibe like you know goes bow hunting and fishing and like Casey I've I've mountain biked a lot with Casey and just hung out at the karting track and whatnot and he is just so dialed in with everything he does to a point where you're like do you actually enjoy what you do and he's like that's just his enjoyment like tuning shit in and yeah. being a beast that's yeah. like that's like him just what he gets a kick out of yeah it's amazing and I, I, I don't know Eli from Bar of Soap but I just feel like that's his vibe, you know. He just gets shit done. That's yeah. like Dunge was the same. Like, yeah, hundred percent. Dunge, hundred percent. But hey, he was on the Baker program, and like, I don't think Eli ever was. No, no, he's never been. He's so, never had a trainer other than his dad. So it's just so it's so cool. And like now, well, I'm predicting the three peat of. Oh you know, yeah, yeah, yeah that's, yeah, that's right. So <laughs> it's like it could be. I don't know. Like you just said, like who was the last person who did it, Jace? Carmichael. Yeah. Good company. And it's like, turn that camera off and yeah. just let me do my thing. Same yeah. case, isn't it? 
But it'd be like if if Tomac did like Team Friday, it'd be like something like Yeti coolers would produce. Like <laughs> <laughs> it'd be like it could live on the Yeti coolers channel, like uh, shown at Bass. Yeah, Bass, Bass fishing. Bass yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you could never see him because he'd be dressed in camo all the time. <laughs> That's so they, sh- they should release a Star's camo kit. Oh, <laughs> special one. You're so right though. Like it's just no frills. Like he's winning for the right reasons. Yeah, it's all. I, I honestly, I think it's that whole. You know, I'm a big believer in like self, like that self. You know, you're doing things for yourself. You're yeah. not like Jason. He's he's like mate, he's creating content for other people. Like that's like fueling other people's fire where yeah. I think Eli's really like that introspective know, with it yeah he's yeah. like fueling his own fire 24-7 mm-hmm. and like that's that's his like that's what he gets off on and yeah and yeah. I think you know some people are about the people and are about the followers and about the audience and about the marketing and about you know that old school model of like win on Sunday I win on Sunday sell and then you Monday, guys will yeah. sell on Monday but some some dudes just like doing stuff for other crew and having fun with it and surrounding themselves with those people that can do it but I just think old ET just I think he's a bit of an old soul you know yeah yeah I totally agree with that and then you got AC who's kind of like in the middle he's such a great ambassador for that sport so nice AC's he like, should be like he should be racing F1 or something like he's so yeah no I totally agree he's dude. like very calculated I feel and, but it's weird because he's been injured a lot you know yeah those um, we did some interviews with AC like at his place probably like three or four years ago was he like 11 then <laughs> no he was still goofy as hell um, but like the way that he was talking and like, I, ha- I had that thought of like dude I wish you raced Formula 1 like mm. you're so smart yeah. like you're not a motocross dude like for the for the most part, moto dudes just like yeah. rip it and rip it. There's not like crazy amounts of thought that yeah. go into what they do, but like AC's just thought of every part of his program. He's yeah. thought of every part of like winning, why he wants to win, like competition. Like he's so crazy competitive, but yeah. in this like extremely smart uh, frame, you know. Yeah. And like, there's a dude in jujitsu called Keenan Cornelius, and he's literally the uh, he's Adam Cincerello. Yeah, right. Like he's that. I don't know what it is, man. There, there is like a personality type where it's like borderline. You'd like he's on some sort of spectrum with like the way he thinks about something, like the obsessiveness. Yeah. And this Keenan Cornelius dude, exactly the same. Yeah. Hyper smart, does his own thing, like beats everybody with intelligence. He's not a physical like because yeah. Ace. That's the thing with AC that like people don't get. He's not an athlete. Like if you took your shirt, like if you if you yeah. saw him with his shirt off at a LA Fitness playing a game of pickup basketball, you would not pick him for your team. You'd be like, "Sorry, Jar Jar Binks, you're gonna start on the bench," you know. But like, it's that it's he's so smart, he's so focused, like he's such a smart, competitive dude, and it's like he overrides his own unathleticism. Yeah. And then you look at a guy like Ken, the dude looks like. Yeah, Every, like Jamie Jury from Backyard Blades. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he was built in a German lab, where they're like, "We are going to build the finest athlete in the world, yeah. and he will do motocross." <laughs> and it's like, that's Ken. AC yeah. is not that guy. Crazy. How's um, I saw Jet drop back there. Must have 
tipped her over, eh? Must have known that he was slaying and probably was not going to be allowed to do Loretta's next year. Or a team fried sign, like went on the track and he like, (laughs) him off the bike. (laughs) That's what it comes down to. So basically the amount of events you can do and where you stay determines if you get a pro license and you can't go back to amateurs. So what is the criteria though? There's multiple. I could be here for a fair while. Really? But um, riders qualifying for the final 40 in pro motocross 250 or 450 and earning more than 40 motocross points uh. in the current year is subject to a section, which means if they earn more than 40 points, it basically means they can't go back to their Clip. championship being Clipped from class. the program. Yeah. So even though he's riding the Amsoil bike, which is basically the same one as the Geico Honda, he still wouldn't get the opportunity to go back to that class if he earned more points. I was talking to Townley about it at Coolum when they sort of announced that he was going to go pro this weekend and Townley's like, it's crazy. He's mm. like, I would not let my kid do that at 16. Nah. I like... I Dude, don't it's the future, mate. I'm telling you. The youth? Look at F1. Mm. Yeah, true. They're but so the dialed, man. It's crazy. F1. Yeah. Yeah, this, I, I agree with that. I, the thing, and I think like knowledge and experience that's like old people talk yeah no it is i like i think anyways like it's just so like you look at even like gymnastics for instance yeah you don't see it like you don't see anyone peaking at 26 or whatever like mm. it's did that's just like where you're so in well you retired at 26 in yeah. those sport and but that's like the i think that's the one thing that worries me though with like all this shit because i agree like jet's ready to be pro like he was running top five and he's in the second he's literally been riding with all these kids all these pros the whole time in europe since he's been on an 80 yeah like he went when they the whole family packed up and left yeah the thing but, about motor the motocross thing that i see is it can bite so quickly yeah are you ready for that you know I, as in injuries yeah. or you want to get hurt when you're young yeah, if you're gonna get to hurt that's the time it to get hurt to and True. it's risky like it's it, a risky sport it's a risky sport it's mm. i mean you know i don't want to refer to myself but i almost lost my leg well my ankle when i was grew up racing and my and i was like 13 mm. i've had no issues whatsoever with with a break that's that yep. bad you know but if if i broke it now or like yeah. when i was like 21 or like story. it could have been like two years three years mm. and i could still have issues with it yep. so and it's the same with a lot of the boys who we work with you know they they they've overcome a lot of serious injuries when they were younger but yep. the the current injuries are the ones that are niggling yep. they're, yeah. they're starting to get older and it's taking a long time to heal and things mm. like that so and what was ben's biggest concern with like a kid going pro at 16 oh what, I, what more did he did he say like what more they're gonna learn no i just think it's more of like he just doesn't think they're ready for like what comes with doing those like those full-on seasons yeah the pace is up they're trying to run that pace i i think for me like i i get that but then on the same side of it though what i don't what i think my worry is is like knowing dunge now and when he retired, it's like he was 27 and yeah. he had no idea what to do with the rest of his life. Yeah. I think that's like the bigger problem Yeah, is that if you start at 16, a, a 10 year career yeah. in motocross, you're 26 when you retire. Yeah. And it's like, what have you, what have you got? You know, like probably 
some nice investment properties if you're yeah, smart. Ma- yeah, maybe. And it, and if you do well. But then again, it's like it's, if you start young and you finish young, if you don't make it, then you get a chance. Like you can go to college at 26 sure. or mm. so. I don't That's know. Exactly it's like right. it's a complicated thing, eh? It's like, do you just wait? And, you know, what's two more years? But then it's, yeah, I don't yeah. know. There's so many sides to that Definitely. debate, eh? And then there's the, you know, there's the ability, like, you know, we, we spoke of like Steve Astafan and Lucas and all these people that surround these athletes they're not just like their mum and dad like there's so many resources out there for these people to utilize to help them get to where they need to be for when they don't have an income from racing bikes anymore and a lot of these top dudes have that and and you can make a good career out of it if you do it right yeah and like you said if you're starting young there's no reason why you can't set yourself up for an early retirement do you know what i mean but i just think like there's just the but you're right you have to be successful yeah you have to do well and in this day and age being successful is first yeah you can't really market second a lot no you know but then a lot of riders can turn to utilizing those platforms we spoke of to make an income like who the hell is buttery films yeah Mm -hmm. he gets like how many views in youtube he probably makes like a crap ton of money just off. Yeah, he he kills it. Dude. Yeah, look at the Deegan family. Yep. Someone told me they make a lot of money. Mm. Oh, they would YouTube. make bank off YouTube. Yeah, bro. like bank. I'm talking like eighteen something a month potentially. Yeah, like, yeah no, for sure. Yeah. They would one hundred percent. So, do you know what I mean? Like these and Haley Deegan don't give a fuck because she's so racing many, NASCAR. Yeah. <laughs> there's so many micro like monetization models. Yeah for these guys to go it just depends what they want to do and who they're surrounded by and it's rad like it is so damn cool to be able to ride a dirt bike and make a living out of it yeah to see like moto follow the surf sort of platform with the free riding stuff yeah and monetizing it via that way yeah well it's it's, yeah i mean it's hard because surf have done it so long like Mm. that surf controlled retail for so forever like we didn't the consumer didn't go to a moto store to buy a tea do you know what i mean yeah but now it's all changing because of niche brands and mm. there's so many e-commerce yeah exactly Instagram ads. there's every it's it's that but it's having the ability now for everyone to make a label and everyone to do mm. this like you know safe sammy for instance like he can make a glove and turn a glove around in like two weeks it's done like you know there's there's so many different gear companies there's startups there's all these different things so surf surf's like really struggling because yeah. of their their traditional you know outlet for income but moto's followed that path though haven't yeah they? but moto's starting to really thrive because of it yeah and it's it wasn't something that could work without you know having these big platforms mm. now to be able to market it and, and you know get it out there that's what i mean obviously like they're a sponsor it's not a plug like it's a part of the conversation but like mx store you look at what they've done man surf stitch yeah it's the same same so i'm pretty sure they modeled it off well i'm pretty sure that those boys are very close with lex yeah they are so you know and lex basically lex lex pedersen oh uh, lex yeah founded surf stitch the the whole you know the 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 b2c model which is business to consumer it's you know, it changed everything. Mm. The, the thing too, like with the MX store guys, like I will watch their ads on YouTube because they shoot super good content. Yeah, and they, then like they'll, every range release, like they, that is an investment. It's time. Like they're yeah, that's filmers. Off, that's it, off their own back. Yeah. It's, and it's, but that's like the stuff that, that's that extra mile shit. And yeah. then it is that B and C model that goes yeah. direct to the consumer. But it's like, 
what MX Store did, the writers can do that too. Yeah. Like they can go direct to consumer. Like you see again, Jason Anderson with all the the merch stuff that he's doing. Yeah, like he's killing it with his merch stuff now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, Tobes is the same. You know, he's his merch, his merch program's really cool, and there's a bunch of stuff that we're working on as well to try and you know plug in more ways for him to market and and share his story and you know grow grow you know grow that love and support for the whole industry you know and people want someone to follow now too it's like yeah, people it. want to like pick a hero yeah dude oh. shane mackerath one one has he ever done that moody uh i'm not sure man in yeah so cooper second martin third ferrandis fourth ac fifth that's that's actually a good moto for AC. Sexton P six. Heartcraft with another top ten. That's so good, man. I'm so happy for Shane and that whole team. Jesse James has shut down West Coast Customs and he's on the, on the, uh, the tools. He's on the KDM tools. <laughs> Dude, Shane McElroy. He's looking good. With the he's best really hairline in the business too. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's Baggett, isn't it? No, it's not Baggett. I, I feel like him and Baggett are battling it out for the best hairline. Throw Pricey in there. Throw to... Ugh. Yeah, there it is. One more. Crazy. I'm pretty sure he's won an overall before though. Maybe an overall. I know yeah, he's, I don't he's done 1-1 one, one in... Yeah, he's, he S hasn't got 1-1. One, one. So what's he been struggling with back, wasn't it? Yeah, he had a back injury in Supercross. Perseverance and faith. Fixes everything. Fixes all. I can definitely vouch for perse perseverance. And having Jesse James in your corner. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even spell perseverance. <laughs> I don't think if I could either. <laughs> if anyone if can you spell stick at it. perseverance, DM. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you stick at it. If you persevere with yeah. it. Yeah, yeah the boys. Oh, geez. <laughs> oh, let's work on the full fitties. Yeah. Damn, the big, the big boars. So can you yeah, guess, the, guess the, the minutes? What's that? Oh, is it going to be a next? So 48, 43, just so I can line it up for anyone that's listening no 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 you gotta close that window and then uh, no nah, just minimize no nah, don't don't close close nah. yeah do that then go back and then it'll be moto 2 fault fatty fault fatty oh, when can we talk about Jats's shit whenever you want this one nah let's let, uh, yeah 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 that one let's I think he's gonna come on the potty oh wow that'll be cool he's gonna do this for the last round nice but um, we'll do like a full potty with him as well he's never been on like his own podcast yeah it's always been with Sam and like or at like a live event yeah. he's been on it three times but he's never just like been on it yeah yeah no his, that'll be cool he's got some cool stuff going on he does which is cool. When does Aussie Supercross season start? I October. Think the first round is on the twelfth. Keep going like October. eleven minutes, mate. Fortunately, I won't be there. I'll be at the Bathurst One Thousand. <laughs> the mm. Bathurst. Yeah, it sucks. Well, nah, it's all Go good. Back. Ooh, I, I jumped the gun a bit here. I think this might be highlights from no. Oh uh, yeah, I'll, let's watch the highlights then because I haven't watched the race. All right, here we go. No, that was Puller. Go forward. Uh yeah. 
Oh. So who who are you boys predicting is going to get this 450 ride for Honda? Yeah. Uh, it, it's Savachi. I'm pretty. Oh sure. really? Yeah, I think so. I don't think it's out yet, but I'm pretty sure it's Savachi. Yeah, right. There he is. Oh, there. there he is. Great golfer too, I might add. Mm. He was like, he's really, really good. Like really? scratch golfer, yeah. Good so on him. Golf's hard. Yes, Does that mean Zavachi's going to come out here on a Honda? Or no, he's, he's coming out here on the Cowie. Yeah. yeah, he'll yeah. be on the Cowie contract and they'll probably, I don't know when they announce it though. I could be so wrong. Dude, have you heard about Mitch's deal in yeah. Europe? Yep. Can we talk? Do you reckon we could, should say it? No, I don't know. <laughs> I know. Have that, I told I'm you who Mitch is going to be running for next year? I didn't year? hear it from you, but I have heard it. Mm. So it might be out. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if we should speculate. Um, nah, never. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Fuck, what's this show good for then? <laughs> We're supposed to be able to drop shit. It's all I've got, bro. All I've got is just like dropping shit people don't know about. Peyton, world's most American name. How's your podcast going, Matt? You liking it? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's actually really hard to to watch something, and I think I'd rather just have a yarn. Yeah, but um, do you want me to pause it? No, no. I'm not. I've never been good with my like more than two things happening at once. It's like a movie. If it's got more than three people in it, I'm, I'm, I get real confused. You liked the new Tarantino movie, but did you? I did. I need to go see it. Because it only had like a few people in it. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Have you ever... Um, I watched I watched Kill Bill 1 and 2 straight after it. Really? Yeah. Have you ever watched them? Nah. Fuck, really? Yeah, sick. Oh, bro. Wiggle. Oh, you're a bit Kenny. Oh, yeah. Ken. Jesus. That's pushing. That was sick, though. All right, so... I, I reckon Osborne will... will have a crack of a rally bike after this following um shorty shorty i reckon yeah he's he's raced like yeah he's AORC, raced everything yeah. Like, not aorc sorry <laughs> <laughs> what is it gn he's raced at broken hill <laughs> he'd love it out there what's he done way mom fucking hell oh, i think he just got a three-star picket yeah um has he done gncc he i don't know if he's done gncc or works, it might have been nah he's done uh he's represented America in the sixth day. Right. A couple really? of times. Really? Him and Tobes are real good good mates. Yeah. Right. yeah. He's Very done sweet. really well too. He can definitely ride a motorcycle, as you can see, currently running in P4. He has had a good season too. Yeah, I agree. Dude, I wonder what the point situation is here with Tomac. Like what he actually needs to clinch the title in this moto. Oh, fuck, Mick. What have you done? Turn your wife off, Matty. <laughs> Nah, it'll come back. There we go. Yeah, I just turned my wife. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for real. Oh, yeah, I, I don't mind that gear from Kenny. It's pretty cool. It's minimalist. Do less. It's uh, it doesn't look as rough as Bud's Creek normally gets. Eh? No, it looks a bit dry. Yeah, it looks like they didn't go super Drier deep. Drier than normal. Yeah. Dude, the year that I was there, or the first year that I was there, Ooh. it was so deep. Yeah, Like, crazy. bullshit deep. And it was the hottest I've ever been. I'm pretty sure I've told the story on here, but I watched the races from the truck. Wow. First time at Bud's Creek. Used to be, like, one of my favorite tracks, and I was like, I'm not doing this shit. Like, I went and I had to... I was only allowed to film practice that year, so I, like, filmed practice, and then I was like, yeah, I'm done. Oh, oh Ando. And he ends up... Threw one straight at the inside, didn't he? Ready, he drops here, too. Bang. Oh. Pickets. Oh, that was a gnarly move. Mm. 
just got fried. Yeah, he did just get fried. Team fried. It's going to be hard for you guys following at home. Just like wait. Yeah, just or press play again, see if it... No, that's not doing shit. That's First time in the studio, eh, boys? Yeah, yeah. it's got to have some TV. A few little glitches. Oh, no. Back up, down. Oh, well, Maddie's fucking premonition. <laughs> Maddie's like, yeah, did it on purpose. He just started downloading Game of Thrones. <laughs> Kill Bill 3. Um, Damn. what was the what was Tarantino's last one in the uh, what was the name of that one in the with like the western the Django Django, Django Unchained, Unchained Django have you no 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 oh was it Django Unchained no it wasn't Django Unchained no there was another one can you please look that up Mick while we wait for this shit to load um does someone knock on the door no it's wait at his office we haven't got the soundproofing yet finished either um yeah what was the name of that You've seen Django, but... Yeah, it was awesome. Okay, so you've seen Django. Yeah. Um, This is... I just love the name Tarantino. It is a good name. I know. Seriously. Quentin Quentin Tarantino. So good. Like, you can just tell, like, that that guy was going to be something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if that's... I wonder if he's got any sisters or brothers or siblings. I wonder if it's his real name. Hateful Eight. The Hateful Eight. Have you seen that? Nah. Bro. It's good. So, this is your movie. This is... He literally made this for you. There's eight characters and it's in one room for the whole movie. I'm not even joking. I've got it. I'm not even joking. It's eight people. There's no twins? No. Nothing. Nah, Nothing wait, will confuse you in this movie. <laughs> it's, there's one girl, so you don't even have to follow that. And then every, there's Samuel Jackson's in it. Who else is in it? Fuck, it's a sick cast, bro. A sick cast. Nice. Sick movie. Easiest movie in the world for you to follow. I'll have to it's do it. It's made for you. Mick, you'll have to send me the send you the IMDB recommendation yeah. um, maybe just give her a refresh Nicholas Nicholas Cage it was good I actually went gold class I've never been before I don't I, I was blown away that you'd never done I gold told class I'm not before. a movie guy yeah you don't yeah you just don't really go to the movies eh nah wonder why that just tripped out like that alright we're back on just guys just recap we are back um, I reckon we're gonna have to fast forward a bit right where are we? We're about where we were. Oh, okay, cool. That was good timing. I think it also caught Marv off guard. Morv. Morv. I think it caught Morv <laughs> off guard. It's so gnarly how fast these guys are. Yeah. Like, I was at the last round at Coolum when Toddy won, and he was riding real fast. And when, hey, look, did you see that? Yeah. Did a one-hander. Gave him a wave. And... I know when Toddy was here competing I think he got did he crack the 10? I should probably know this yeah in a moto? I don't think he cracked the top 10 overall not an overall but I think he got a 9 yeah Yeah, I think he got in the top 10 but like the leaders are a fair way in front and it's just it's scary when you go to call him and you see how much he smokes everybody else just to see it in real life you're just like god damn the crazy thing that I always say to people in America is like when they're braking, you can hear the ground move. Yeah, it's wild. It's eh? not, and that's not even like a joke or an exaggeration. Yeah, like they're just hitting the ground so hard with so much force, mm. trying to pull these things up, and the speed of like where they're on the throttle to where they hit the brakes. It's like they're not braking yeah. for very long, and they're just like throwing it into the turns. Yeah. Out of this whole class, who do you think is the most relatable to Stefan Evert style? 
Ken. Oh, Ken. Ken yeah. more than Marv. Marv is like a Jean-Michel Bell kind of guy. Kenny's just so... I don't know. Just that standing... Yeah, he's nuts. Kenny he's, at Unadilla was ridiculous, dude. Yeah, I didn't get to watch that. We can chuck it on after this, mate. What oh. a crazy crew, though, oh. eh? You got Marv's all the three Baker boys. What do you reckon of Marv's gear? Terrible. The banana gear? Dude, honestly, like... Yellow's my unlucky colour. <laughs> is it? I used to wear it and just cartwheel. What, you had yellow alloy gear, eh? Nah, it was Fox. Was it? Yeah. It's not good. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that one. I won't be wearing yellow on the way to the Cape. Oh, yeah. Tip of Australia trip. So when's the Cape? It must be The Wednesday weeks? after Day in the Dirt, we yeah. leave to ride motorbikes to the Tip of Australia. For how long? Ten days? Yeah, five up, five back. Fantastic. Yeah, God's it's gonna country. Be yeah. <laughs> It'd be nice. It's going to be nuts. Can't I mean, wait. Maddie and I's third trip to the tip. So we're going to Dad's riding his 250 rally. He's got it prepped and ready to rip. Has he got better tyres on it? <laughs> he's, has he got <laughs> he's put duct tape on the guards to stop it from getting scratched. Oh, fuck, has he? <laughs> yeah. Wait, full, full dad move. <laughs> Wait, so dad bought this new Colorado, like his new ute. And then he's never had a new car in his life. He's 50, never had a new car. So then he gets his new Colorado and he's like so precious with it. They drive it to Hadar and get fucking sandblasted by a semi. Oh, no. And then the windscreen cracks, like just got everything got thrown at it. And then when he got home, Something fell off the shelf in the garage and dented his bonnet. On the new car. <laughs> On the new car. He just oh, copped no. it, the poor bastard. <laughs> eh? Oh, I felt so bad for him. Dude, what a sick battle, eh? These guys are having a go right now. So they're seven sec. Ken's seven seconds ahead of Ando, who's also having a go. Yeah. Is that Tommy Weeks? Indeed, I don't know, man. Maybe. He just looks in form, hey. Yeah. When it's like this. Tuned in, bro. He looks like a stormtrooper. Yeah, he just pushes through everything like yeah. an absolute beast. Um, you run Alpine Stars gear, eh? Yeah, I do. You like it? I do. I've oh. never worn it. I like any gear. Can you tell the difference in gear? Like, is there stuff There's that you like? There's some new, like, fabrics and stuff that I think Gay Stars are doing, like, a super tech Venom. They're going for, like, the full techie vibe. Dodgeball, Venom, Lycra. Um, nah, I think I just know how big that company is, how much technology and time is invested yeah. in that stuff. Like I see all the stuff that they've, um, they've developed for Toby in the past with this rally stuff. And I just think I just can't, you just can't go past those guys as far as totally having their shit together, yeah. <laughs> especially with uh, the MotoGP stuff. Like they have a, they have a suit that. Yeah, I don't know if a lot of people know, but it's a suit that 
it's developed to inflate on um, certain amounts of G-forces. Mm. So once a rider hits, like, and that's predominantly when he hits the ground, as soon as before he hits the ground, it, it actually... The boys. It, 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 Tobes has, they do have the same stuff for rally and stuff as well. Really? Mm. It's wild. Is and it released yet? Oh, I don't know. It's developed now to the point, like at the start, you couldn't put it back. But I believe, I don't know about Toby stuff. Now, yeah. but the GP guys no, no. can actually put it back yeah. into its place now. Like, yeah, it's, it's crazy. crazy. Yeah. And it works good, eh? Oh, it's saved. It's unbelievable. It's like, like save lives. Really? Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's crazy. So, I don't know if anyone else makes. I don't know if anyone this. else makes them. No, I know like Dainese, like in the road world, Dainese yeah. as their D air, which yeah. is quite similar. But Alpine Stars was the well, first. Dainese are doing mountain bike gear now. Troy, yeah, Troy, one of our our boys wears it. I'm pretty sure. Wow. Yeah, crazy. Mm. But literally, like, yeah, it's it's a life saving thing. Yeah, and it's going to like obviously like Formula One and that. It'll come to the street market and obviously aftermarket for us as well yeah definitely do reckon they'll have killing it right there dude do reckon they'll have halos on dirt bikes one day (laughs) that's the crazy Uh, thing about what do you think (laughs) nah (laughs) some sort of device nah nah nah. it it just you just we're bull riders like really that's what it is like it's like you ride motocross you're a bull rider yeah that's they're, a, they're not Honda Odyssey we don't way. F1 doesn't even have grid girls anymore mm. we've got grid kids it's crazy kids. yeah it's probably that's even creepier. fucking weirder yeah, yeah. um <laughs> <laughs> grid kids show I think it's show us your tits you <laughs> <laughs> didn't just tits say that out for the boys <laughs> it wouldn't go down well at Bathurst nah <laughs> nah well I no supercars have pulled their grid girls too mate it's all over yeah it's like Australia's most talked about thing eh? no it's yeah. just it's like what it is right the Australian festival um, yeah <laughs> it's not like Oi, it used to be that's you know where sure. you know where hasn't pulled their promo girls Summer Nats. <laughs> I actually would love to go to Summer Nats. Dude, I'll, I'm Same. not going to Summer Nats unless I'm going with Brock. Yeah. <laughs> no, the... Oh, Bathurst. Bathurst is wild, mate. They used to... I've still never been. They used to bury their booze. Yeah. And, like, if you didn't do a burnout driving into the, the top of the hill... The compound. Yeah, you would get, like, canned. And, yeah. like, your car nearly set on fire. 2000 and I was camping there what I if I was, was in the veto do you know <laughs> there's a sick moto track just behind that like yeah. motocross yeah really yeah we pitched uh, <laughs> we pitched an idea to supercars to actually have an event there yeah right it's a full 40 gate proper moto yeah it's literally on, you, you know at the top of Mount Panorama yeah. you turn around from watching the, the star yeah and then you turn around and then there's the motocross track right there wow. yeah so you could have you could have two of Australia's biggest bogan sports in bogan in the one building exclusive of Summer Nats. Because they did a Supercross. Oh, yeah, that, that was there. That was in yeah, 12, 2014. That maybe? was in Bathurst, but At the, the problem is, is how many people go to Bathurst every year? Uh, nearly two hundred thousand over the whole. That, there's like four cabs in Bathurst. <laughs> yeah, and people don't want to leave the mountain, you know, like and I'd have something there. It didn't do really well. Mm. But so I, where was it? 
It's literally at the like as you drive into the racetrack, it's at the bottom of the hill. Oh, okay. so like yeah. you just, you like go into the main street of Bathurst and you turn left to go to Mount Panorama, and then the showground is on the right. Oh. And they had the Supercross at the showground, mm. not at but the racetrack. Nah, yeah, if okay. if they and I think, I mean, I don't want to talk about supercars on this segment, but um, oh, you said whatever you I like. think that they they really need to tap into a younger demographic yep um you know it's so loungy and you know mm, the old the old boys yeah no disrespect to the old boys they're amazing you know but um i think if those type of events don't really utilize people's resources and ideas to mm. to bring you know that whole festival and like i said vibe could you imagine i'm pretty sure you can make a team fried video at yeah, bathurst, at, at bathurst yeah. Yeah. with the moto event and it was under lights too that's mm. that was the the concept um fortunately we didn't didn't go to head um i think it was due to backlash from campers and you know they fill the top of that hill with yeah thousands and thousands of campers that would have had to be removed yeah. to have a pit area and all that sort of stuff so i understand that side as well but that's for australia that's like well look how look how well it all worked at clips all for you guys yeah for sure people want the those events back you know like unfortunately chili peppers sucked up a lot of our budget to um to do the split rhythm concept yeah we did a few years ago and it did really really well you know mm. we had like a full pretty much a party atmosphere mm. and things like that but that's like the second biggest event you know in like australia, in australia right? yeah. second to i think it's the oz open so and that like they get know, three hundred thousand people heaps of different things around like nascar and stuff like that that split rhythm was one of the funnest yeah events i've been to yeah to date. sick eh? dave dave in the sport dave ellis did a amazing job there and um you know the the sa government are unbelievable with um their events and you know they have the world solar challenge there's you know i know for a fact that i'd love to have the dakar in australia and they're willing to do do whatever it takes to get there do you reckon south australia could have dakar like they have the terrain the if they, they got like some deserts and stuff flinders in yeah flinders here and you'd tap into the west side it's the west coast yeah you know like that whole because you could get like stuff from adelaide to perth or something like that yeah all well, the gun the gun runs through there and mm. like it's all doable yeah you know it, if they can make it happen in saudi they can make it happen in australia sure. i couldn't think of a more better country the only thing is it's a navigation based race you know yeah so the a lot of the terrain's fairly you know worn in in australia so mm. it's oh that's definitely like you know my buddy uh Lockie just flew a helicopter from with Jacko Strong they just they just flew a helicopter from Alice Springs to Wagga I think and he said he saw the most incredible terrain he's ever wow. ever seen how crazy is that eh? like we just don't see it no. at all you know it's so beautiful out there we don't celebrate those areas enough Nah, it's just no. crazy how like I just don't think people realise how big Australia is nah, it's, like it's going to take five days for us to ride from Cairns yeah. which is basically the most northern yeah. city in Australia on the east coast of Australia it's going to take us five days to ride to the tip of Australia Yeah, like, and everyone's like oh Cairns is at the top no it's not at the top it's not even close to the top it's yeah. like I've, three quarters like not even you know yeah. it's two thirds of the way up Yeah, for me we just I don't think we really utilise it the best of our ability and I think a lot of people that are in positions to make things happen you know they see a pop our population so small and things yeah. like that but you know like it's no different to like red bull tv what they've done with the uci downhill like yeah they get three million live live viewers like for that 
that whole just that session to show the final runs like that's yeah. a that is a lot of people well even straight rhythm did massive numbers exactly like, yeah. like rampage and why wouldn't you want to have that kind of race like the Dakar in a first world country like yeah. it's it's just the perfect plus you take concoction. away all of that danger not oh, all the danger but so much of like the logistical danger I'm, that the I'm riders trying are to organize a passport right now for toby no, sorry a um visa for him to go over there yeah. and i can't even find an english one really like and i'm like you know and then how many people are going over there to compete apparently there's no even like road infrastructure and things like that yeah and like that guy's the guy that won it and it's hard to fight you know like that's yeah. you imagine just maybe I just on. suck at my job <laughs> maybe See, no, you I imagine think, being a privateer I think you've got him though. this far being a privateer person that's not oh, aligned cr- with, it'd be so hard crazy and yeah. that's not even that's only the, the dirt bike guys you've got the, the trucks and yeah all the mechanics oh, and infrastructure like, god it, trying to set that up logistically mm. would be so gnarly so money must have changed hands to get it there. 55 mil that's what it is yeah 55 mil for fire uh no it might be a bit more that's gnarly i think it's more actually i think Mm. it might be more to 80 for for five years it's there so when you think of it it's not a lot not for five years not not really tv numbers around the world yeah it's phenomenal yeah i think uh i think uh like a a ktm writer's media value is about 1.5 million euro wow so that's for that one week of like the exposure that they get in terms of like news tv coverage instagram facebook all that shit yeah yeah and that's not through their personal channels how much of the stats do you go through after dakar for toby like do you look at all of his posts and shit no so we'll like conduct a report so we'll basically create i will basically obtain all the assets that we've created through like posts and so on um which we'll utilize from red bull red bull content pool yeah mm-hmm. uh, and then we'll just distribute them through all toby's platforms he doesn't have the ability to to get on social media throughout the, yeah, so the whole duration yeah. of the event so we'll do a lot of it and then um we'll basically package everything up and we'll present it to all our you know investors and sponsors and media cover you know media outlets and then we'll also use those to to sell commercial mm-hmm. so you know their value you know so mm. basically we'd be like this is his media value from this race and then you know if you're interested in you know sponsoring toby this is how yeah you know we go about it um so it's you know it's a massive part of um toby's program and and anyone who's competing at that event like mm. it's the biggest off-road event in the world it's incredible it's just and up to you to like leverage it yeah for athlete. sure yeah and australia is the least supportive country really it's like crazy yeah I'm, like man south america like literally turns off for the week i know you know the factory in austria with ktm they they follow it like crazy so it's um it's definitely a beast yeah i think if we ever have the opportunity to have it in australia it's gonna be it would be amazing you know Mm. for everyone they're switching around like it'd be oh man it'd be so like it makes so much sense for them to do it while toby's still racing it too for sure that's i think that's why there's definitely a lot of interest there from some of these governments you know and it's yeah especially the SA government it's amazing you know those two wins that he's got like you you have a look at the success of and I'm not saying it's all because of Toby but the Transmoto events and that the amount of people that are riding Enduro now yeah like and the amount of people on KTMs and Huskies dude is so absurd yeah there's a lot from him yeah it is definitely the sport but 
they've they've invested so much in like the grassroots yeah. level of racing mm. what they've done and the the products what they're they're creating are unbelievable mm. like oh my yeah like you can't like and it's you know you listen to so much stuff you know these days with you know marketing and social media and traditional marketing and a lot of it is becoming quite you know we're becoming more prone to you know picking up on who's you know who's promoting things and who's doing this a lot of it stems down to like just good quality products like yeah. you know if so, if alpine stars posted a photo of a, a tech 20 boot like they could do it on an iphone and they're probably still going to sell the yeah. same amount yeah. it's the best boot like mm. or you know beg to differ but it's now it's just down to good quality products and ktm are making really really good products you know in the adventure world as well you know like and it's versatile across all different countries mm. so they're really smart they're they're doing an amazing job and then they attach the ambassadors to the brands like they have you know and mm. they they control it they can literally say how much people are getting paid and how much they're doing because they're at the top you know yeah man the like i, I can't have i spoke about the six hour since i don't think we have i don't think eh? we actually have no. dude so like i rode my 450 for the first three laps of that race yeah and then i was just over i was super sick i was over it like the bikes yeah, sucked you, you like did have your vagina fuck i was crook and uh anyway so i do the first three laps i was over i was like I you just, looked the part though i, I was actually kind of yeah. jealous i did look good <laughs> thanks scotty scotty thanks scotty runsman for that one um but yeah so i oh and the boys from bell um so i'm on that 450 and i was like pretty much i just didn't want to do another lap so then i said to maddie i was like oi do you care if i go out and do a lap on yours because ives was out on his bike and matt's like yes take mine it was so ridiculous like ridiculous it wasn't like it was a bit of a difference it was I hated riding. Mm. I loved riding. And I'm not... It's, it's not true. hyperbole. It was that big of a difference. Yeah. I got on the 350. I'd already done three laps at this point, which were like seven-hour laps for me. Yeah. And I got on the 350. So what? what is your exact model? EXE? Yeah. So Matt's got a 350 EXE. It was bullshit. Yeah. Like, the thing rode itself. I could not... I couldn't believe it. And there was... The, the thing that I was thinking i've never rode a bike where like the 450 you hit the throttle and it will pull your arms yeah. like it gives you that jolt you're like fuck you've got to hang on everything tightens up you just that's just the 150 cc's <laughs> yeah. you're not packing in the 350 that you were on but the 450. it's the and it's the way that it gives you the power like yeah. there was no like no matter what i did to the throttle i had enough power to get yeah. over everything i wanted i was jumping up the hills like past the big holes like everything was so perfectly delivered and i just i didn't have any jolt mm. and the other thing that surprised me on that bike as well and it's probably the way that you've set it up i could stand up and put my head over the front of the bike mm. whether it was on an uphill or a downhill and i had total confidence in the front end like i didn't have to think of i was just thinking about the track not traction mm. and it just it fully blew my mind eh? i was like i'm never doing this on a bike that's not that ever again like yeah. it was the balance they have oh man what are you riding me 
the world's oh. sickest WR 450. <laughs> well, you actually liked it. So I did like it. Really, that's because you know it was slow. You know why I liked it? You know why I liked it? Because it had 14 PSI in the rear tire. <laughs> I come off for 30 PSI and I got on mixed bike. <laughs> and this I was like, this oh, grips well? No. I was like, dude, this bike is so sick. Like I was full pumped and mixed. Like, do you like it? And he's like, oh, the suspension's set up for me. And I'm like, nah, this thing's awesome, dude. So much better than mine. That's classic. It was, pr- it was probably the tyres. But I'll ride anything that anyone lends me. But now nah, I got a WL450. Yeah, nice. With stock Yamaha grips. Nice. They, yeah. Their things last forever. They last forever. <laughs> because they just roll around. <laughs> no, they actually do. They one, last of my, one of my mates, he, I swear he used to just rotate the, them like he'll just pull a set off his 2012 when he gets his 2013 and then puts <laughs> Weaver yeah. wait you know how like I was saying that oh, the, those gloves God. like the that those grips are the worst he doesn't ever. even arm wear gloves when he practices yeah, he doesn't wear <laughs> gloves with them bro because you he, get arm pump from him he practices and he doesn't wear gloves with those stock Yamaha grips yeah. it's the craziest <laughs> dude Weaver needs a podcast. Oh, no, he doesn't. Fuck, he's the craziest. You want to keep all my mates off this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Whatever you can. That's like Todd was talking about his party at, like, after party at Corn. And I, I was like, yeah, I went home, bro. Like, I know how you uh, are. Like, it's a bad news deal. Yeah, we had a ball. Oh, it looked pretty fun. I was actually pretty devoted. I didn't say. <laughs> I should have. I'll do it next year. After parties of. Like, it gives you a reason to party. Yeah. <laughs> which always makes it it's fun. It's just a party. It's, a, it's yeah. so justified. I think uh, the <laughs> the Red Bull party the first year, Toes won Dakar. We got kicked out of the Red Bull party with the chick who was running the party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, How does the dude that won the race get kicked out of his own party? Oh, it was pretty funny, actually. Dude, how's Ando just straight up catching and passing Ken? Yeah. Crazy. I always look at Ken's bike now after hearing Todd talk about it. Like, uh, hearing him talk about his suspension and, like, how crazy active it yeah, was. Yeah, I can't wait to listen to that podcast. It's a good podcast, old Toddy. I think a lot of people learn, like... Uh, that's what I love about doing the podcast is I think a lot of people learn so much mm. more, like, in-depth about him. Like, oh, I got so of many... Of course, they got to listen to him talk for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> they got no fucking choice. <laughs> but I think, like, it just... Yeah, pe- I don't know. People just seem to be surprised by everyone, but it's... I don't know. It's that's just because long, it's long, long format media, bro. It's true. Look at like Dean, dude. Like people, that's the most misunderstood dude in motocross. Yeah, it's cool too that he's doing so much like social media shit now too. He's like actually yeah. having a crack. It's not Team Fried level. No, but I mean, at least he's like Tim really and his chick having, a, and having an awesome time. You know, it's it's cool. Dean he's Dundee. A, what's yeah. that? Dean Dundee. Dean Dundee. <laughs> <laughs> no, Dean Ferris. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. Dean Dundee. <laughs> I can't wait till Jax is back. I miss that bastard. Yeah, old Jackson. I think he's back on Friday, mate. He is. We, um, yeah, we're going to, maybe, maybe, hopefully we can get everything together and like announce his deal maybe on the podcast or is he going to have enough shit together? Don't know. Maddie's been doing all Jax's stuff. It looks sick. Jats is going to be one of the coolest looking motherfuckers on the track for Supercross. Possibly. No, he will be. Yeah, no, it's, it should be fun. How long has he been in the States for now? Three months, bro. He was only gone months? for a month. Yeah, he, wow. but he uh, broke his collarbone when he first got over there. Did he? Yeah, there you go. Did he just really? not tell anyone? Yeah. 
Oh, damn. Who yeah, t- he had a bit of a tip over, I think. Surgery? Or I'm not sure if it was at the go-karts or, or, <laughs> or the track. I'm not sure what he's doing. Wait, dude, how's he just goes and gets the, the lap record there every time he goes, bro? Crazy. He's a freak, man. Yeah. Get out, Hurley. Four wheels is tricky. Yeah. How's Marvin on that line there? What a battle. We got... Yeah, Bosch is in there now. Bam, bam. Bam, bam running the A-Stars gear too. I like that set. I've always liked Bosch's gear. Helmets a lot. Yeah, how he always the, looks good. Eh? How was yeah. the art collab he did? Todd was saying, did you see it? And they had the paint. No. Oh, oh the splatter gear. Yeah, the, the paint was actually coming off the the gear and it was like all over his bike and really? stuff. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it was, that's what Toddy was saying. So if I'm wrong, just blame Todd. DM him. Who cares? No, <laughs> no, one's, no one's fact-checking. Unfollow you can say him on <laughs> Yeah, unfollow Todd. No, unfollow Toby. Todd's cool. Toby was supposed to be doing this podcast too, by the way. For anyone listening, if you want to send hate mail. Just call him out in public. Yeah, send hate mail. <laughs> we're, we're starting the new trending hashtag, fuck Tony. <laughs> mentioned it a few times on the oh podcast. Oh, God. Yeah, wonder why he doesn't want to come on. Eh? That one won't mm. make the the monthly analytic reports <laughs> of Toby's trending hashtag. <laughs> trending hashtag. Toby's engagements were up a lot this last week uh, with a fuck Tony hashtag. Nah. Man, what that guy is? Yeah, we uh, we just uh, wrapped up a project, a rebel project with him. Yeah. And the shit I saw that guy doing in his trophy truck was absolutely mind blowing. I think uh, that that edit drops in like November. The the Hype Republic did that one. The boys. The boys. They did a really good job with um with the Red Bull Australia guys and Tobes had that idea for a while. So has that come out? Like nothing really has come. Yeah, out that's about that, you eh? probably would have like crew would have seen stuff. Oh, because he was posting like stories and, and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the concept's really cool, and I yeah I don't want to speak out it about yeah. it, but um yeah it's really sick, and he, I think what he's done with the trophy truck thing is pretty sick whatever so is, it, is it a toby concept yeah, yeah 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 so the it's sort of like the it's hopefully it'll roll out more than one like edit that Be he'll cool. he'll put out um sort of like the bj the bj ball and stuff like yeah nice the, i don't what was his recoil recoil yeah they were good yeah so really good similar dirt kind shark of vibe. so it was like you going for dirt shark no nah, more like wet, uh, mud dolphin mud dol- you going for a mud dolphin <laughs> vibe fuck yeah <laughs> muddy yeah dude it's so crazy they like he actually tried to fight wes and ryan walters at crazy loretta's because walt was in a dolphin suit Damn. shooting and now walt does all dirt shark videos crazy eh was that uh, Ash, Ash Hodges? Ash Hodges, yeah. yeah. Tomac. Three laps three to go. Three laps to go. Looks like I'm 100 Maddie, bucks up, yeah. boys. <laughs> Maddie, first time on the podcast, calling Nostradamus. Yeah. Huge coin, too. Walking away. Huge coin. <laughs> Walking <laughs> away with the big win. Walking away with the big dollars. Maddie's shout at the Burley Pub tonight yeah. at uh, 7, about 7 p.m. will be there. Yeah. If anyone wants to come, Maddie's putting $100 down on the bar. Oh, go, yeah. Tomac. ET1. All these fans up there. Three of them <laughs> on the hill. Hey, I'm an ET fan. Nah, you've always been an ET fan too. Yeah, same. I'm like people think I don't like him. I don't not like him. I just criticize him when he does dumb shit that is to be criticized. You got some pretty heavy hate mail in there. I know that. And I got the dude's helmet in my other studio, <laughs> like I'm a fucking family guy. 
Uh, look at that. See that. that shit? That was sick. Damn, he's G. That's he's like, like a his fast bike, bike too. His bike squats like he weighs like 400 kilos. You know mm. when like a, a bigger dude like just like rips a, a turn and yeah. it doesn't move? Yeah, it happens to me all the time. Look at that thing. <laughs> yeah, the WR. Is yeah. <laughs> happens every week. Eat. Yeah, the thing is just sick. And it's funny because I remember there was a lot of, you know, hate for the that bike and people were saying, you know, unless you... St- you know steered a lot with the Steer rear with wheel the rear, like yeah. like rv did mm. you couldn't do it but because back it did he struggle when he first got on that thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. For sure. so the the cowie guys have just but th- to be fair though like they've he, actually done their job he mm. came off like the best honda ever though yeah that thing was like, a weapon yeah that honda when he was on that last year when he wheelied over daytona, daytona. <laughs> the all of daytona he did an entire lap on the back wheel <laughs> yeah <laughs> That was uh, psycho, wasn't run it? Run over Stuart. Was that 16? Uh, 15 uh, or 16. It was one of those. Yeah. But like that bike that he was on and then the one, like what he rode at Glen Helen and then he rode at uh, Hangtown, Glen Helen, then Colorado when he finally crashed and broke his shoulders off. Oh, that was uh, psycho. But how fast was he going? Like, yeah. I still to Crazy. this day think that apart from Ben Townley at Conondale 2012, <laughs> that's the fastest anyone's ever rode a motorcycle ever. <laughs> Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, like, no joke. I think that's the fastest anyone's ever gone. He like, hit, he put a minute on Dunn. He hit the deck, didn't he? Fuck, oh. didn't he? What? There's but that's a, where... That's like... I'm, I'm pretty sure both of his shoulders touched. Yeah, like, there's a whoop other. there. They, like, yeah. gave each other a high five. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, like, a little Tomac section. you seen those new Fold phones? Uh, that, that's what he the did. The Galaxy. I think they recalled them things. Yeah, they're they done. Catch fire? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> oh, they just suck. Uh, no one wants to fold their phone. Sorry, sorry to that brand. Yeah. Don't say sorry to that brand. They deserve it. They're fine. That's the thing. We only give people shit when they deserve it. I try to be super positive, <laughs> but like Eli Tomac crashing two years in a row at New York to lose the Supercross Championship, you're going to get shit for that because mm. I'm such a good rider. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Three moto, like three motocross championships in a row. Yeah. Like a total boss, dude. Yeah, and his competition hasn't sucked either. <laughs> no yeah, way. It's, it's not an empty time. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I think the class is as stacked as it's ever, ever been. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, for sure, dude. There was like Wyndham and like... Uh, Chad. Yeah, mm. like there was a point. Yeah, it was pretty stacked. But, but I like think, four dudes maybe that were like yeah. really good. Because then you went to like Villeman. Yeah. Who's not winning <laughs> shit. The Cobra. Yeah, La Cobra. The <laughs> Cobra. Um, Look, dude, you got Tomac, Anderson, Musquin. All right, so let's go Tomac, champion, Anderson, champion, Musquin, world champion, Multi. AMA champion, Osborne, champion, Barsha, champion, Roxon, champion, Wilson. Didn't win a title. No, no yeah, champion, champion outdoors. Champion. Then you got Cunningham, makes great muffins, Plessinger, <laughs> champion, champion, short. Which yeah, short? Any, anyway, we can go through there. Uh, but like the whole top, almost Stack the whole 10. top 10. And there's there's dudes out baggage. Toshiki not, representing Japan, what a legend. Toshiki son. Uh and then you've got um yeah, Baggett's out right now. Who else is out right now? Oh, Sealy yeah. is out injured. Former champion as what well. no, he never was. Tickle got done for drugs. Tickle's, Tickle's out. out. <laughs> Tickle's out for juicing. R.I.P. Savachi's out. Bring back the tick. Well how was um Christian Craig's out? Yeah, he got Done for, he got um, done for naughty water. Yeah, too much coffee. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, I heard what that was about. I don't know if I want to say it though. Yeah, don't. A certain trainer making his own supplements. Oh wow. Yeah. I literally think it was like a liquid. Einstein. Yeah, young Einstein <laughs> put bubbles in beer. Um, <laughs> that is like the dumbest thing. I've ever. <laughs> So what are you going to do today? I might try and make my own supplement. <laughs> There's not enough on the market. No, but now. he's like he's a trainer dude to like a lot of people, road racing and everything. Nah, and he was cool. making yeah, he was making his own supplement. But the he thing, obviously has never watched Icarus. Yeah, true. Or like just any UFC. Like so many dudes get popped for taking like pre workout and shit because they they all make them in Japan uh, in China mm. and they it's like all these fact it's like fucking gear yeah, companies not like, HF protein mate it's nah. blended here right on the Gold Coast <laughs> protein blended <laughs> plug um, but yeah so really, really they dope. just like they don't really have the same processes of like cleaning out the vat so they might yeah. make like some super illegal shit that like people don't care that gets sold in fucking Finland or something yeah. ET3 gets it done the great man pay up boys <laughs> pay up are we splitting it Nick <laughs> were you in on it oh uh, yeah no I'm not sure <laughs> that's gotta feel so good dude is he what a gangster what is reckon he's gonna go down as one of the best outdoors oh for sure dude Ever? I straight up think he's the fastest that, that when he was on the Honda I think that's the fastest a dude's ever gone yeah. on a bike like who puts a minute on Dungey in second it's crazy eh? Garth Milan was uh, like well he shoots every round but Garth has shot everybody everybody that's ever fucking done good on a motorbike for the last 15 years what is he like 100 he's getting up there <laughs> he's, he's in his 40s he's fucking there he saw him but he uh, beard yeah it's the beard I reckon it's good to see him smile too. Yeah. We'll turn this up. Camo hat. Oh look, he's got a camo he's got hat. A camo hat. <laughs> From Bass Pro. Yeah. Wait, Yeti should do a monster collab with him, oh. like a Yeti with like a monster engraved in it. God, I love Yeti. <laughs> when I went one one, that's the point I knew. <laughs> yeah. Good on him. Imagine the fish he's going to catch after this weekend. <laughs> What's he... Yeah, what does he do? Hunts and fishes. And wakeboards. Yeah. Mountain bikes. Oh, mountain bikes. Yeah, mountain yeah. bikes. So he's, he's a bit of an outdoors... Yeah, it's awesome, man. beard. Of course he's an outdoorsman. Probably hangs with his chick. Good on him. I always wonder where some of these boys meet their girls. Like, they're just... Right there, see? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> on the podium. Just, just on the, on the, just on the Ah. Inst- yeah. Right. Inst- Instagram. Or the DMs. Give him a fire break. Oh, he's left full burn. Do you see that? He just oh, fully left no. him hanging. Yeah, lighter up. They need to sort this out. This is the like the le- least smokiest burnout. I made more smoke in my kitchen. Look at that mullet on that fellow over there on the right. Where, 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 where? Far where? right. Oh, dude. Whoa, <laughs> whoa. And it. speed dealers. Go back, go <laughs> back, at, go back. Oh. Hey, boys, you got nothing nice to say. Don't say it at all. <laughs> no, no. It's, we're pr- it's appreciation. <laughs> Prime. Getting that gold helmet. All right, yeah. right there, right there, right there. Oh, yeah. In yeah. the Speed Dealers. Yeah. Gangster. It's prime. That is gangster right there. How many monsters? Dude, hats? how's all the Harley merch? Crazy. Oh, I missed it. I wasn't looking. Walk into a General Pants. It's like you walked into a Harley Davidson dealership. Really? It's really? nuts. No shit. Well, they sell it on Harley stuff. Crazy. Mm. Yeah. What? Oh, there you go. Got that gold bell. He got his way faster than Tobes. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Gary from Australia. Did Wait. you see that service? No, that was Ben. Benny Tonzi. Shout out to Benny, mate. Nah, but I'm saying Gary because Gary's the one that gave Toby his. Yeah. 
late. We 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 have a, a global deal with Bell, mate. <laughs> oh, so you did. no, you got it from Gary though, right? Yeah, we you got the helmet from Gary. Yeah, I didn't. Toby did. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. He got his quick. <laughs> he got his real quick. FX Store Express. <laughs> <laughs> I actually brought something off FX Store today and got it delivered today. Yeah, it's not not same day delivery, but MX Store. It's like, like 400 <laughs> meters away. What'd you buy? I went in the other day and they were like, <laughs> they're like, oh, what account do you want that under? And I was like, this is actually the first time I've been in here. Really? Wow. Yeah. Pretty funny. You got to deliver, and it's like it was no joke. It'd be six hundred meters away. What'd you buy? I bought steel sprocket, some nuts, and what'd you buy steel sprocket for? Tire levers, because I need to gear the bike up for the cape. Uh, yeah. So you just went the old cheaper. Are you route. taking three fifty? Yeah, that's mm. all I got. I don't know what I'm taking yet. I might be taking mixed WR. Well, did you talk to Katie? Nah, not yet. Might be taking mix three fifty. <laughs> nah, we'll get it. She's, she's a bit, bit big for you, mate. At four fifty. Yeah, a lot of bike. <laughs> a lot of man. A lot and of you're bike. Gonna, you're gonna get some some arm pump with those standard grips too. Fuck if I I'm oh yeah, actually that's what I was meaning to do after we rode. I'm gonna I'm gonna that's go right. on MX store and I'm gonna gift you a set of new. Uh, did you rip grips. his? Huh? Did you rip the grips? No, they're uh. fucking shit. It's <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Nick probably <laughs> likes them. Mate. Do you like them, or I you just don't them. buy them? You just I, haven't bought new ones. Just don't have money. Yeah, <laughs> see, yeah, see? he's just not buying factory Yamaha. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm looking it up. I, I was just like, this is torture. <laughs> 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 MX Store's new slogan is "Ride More," and your grips are preventing <laughs> you from doing that. <laughs> ride less grips. Yeah. Uh, what are these grips? Oh, these are the ride less grips. Yeah. What's going on here? They're just showing the three people that <laughs> they come out to support Eli. Uh, Good on him. That's that sick. So that sick. jersey is cool. I yeah. can't see it. It's camo. <laughs> yeah, what what jersey? All I can see is a floating number one. Um, yeah, well that's that's. That's it. That's the motocross done and dusted. Sick. That was good. You. That's like the first race you've watched pretty much this year, right? Eh? Yeah. First race I've watched. It's just easy to just jump on there and watch the highlight recaps real quick. Yeah. But um, sick. I I love it. It's great. That's still coming through, and I've turned that all the way down. Don't know how that works. Look at the trophy. It looks like something from the American government. Mm. Yeah, that's the Oval Office trophy. Mm. Yeah. Good on you, good on you, Tomac. How's the the monster athlete portfolio at the moment? It's just unbelievable. X Games was just all over it. Mm. Yeah, Rockstar. Their portfolio is phenomenal. Whereas you know, like Red Bull, here's a obviously a major sponsor of that series. You've got Rebel TV mm. doing the UCI. I think the last round there was three three monster athletes on the podium at the at the downhill at yeah. the downhill. Um, you know, it's their portfolio is just phenomenal well they just sell so many drinks in the US eh? I don't even think it's about that yeah like who, they're, they're they're just recruiting some really amazing athletes well, well they the sponsor pro- like Brendan Schaub who's a M- ex-MMA podcast guy and comedian mm. and like he's got a monster deal yeah it's crazy Tiger yeah. Woods Tiger NASCAR wonder sponsor. how much that would have cost yeah can you google Let's that okay. yeah, yeah let's see if we can figure that out I think you know they've just swallowed that whole like you know we've got a an image we need to uphold or whatever yeah. it don't matter if you're black white or purple like you can you can throw down with monster like it's 
it's sick. I think it's amazing. Yeah. No disrespect to the other energy drinks, but I just think their portfolio, like their athlete portfolio at the moment. They got like, Lewis Hamilton. It's amazing. Yeah. It's it's really special. Valentino. Yeah, yeah. Valentino. Yeah, for sure. Seven million for the golf bag. Wow. Fuck. Yeah. For the bag. Yeah. Dude, that's crazy. He did win Augusta. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see, like, you know, this the whole CBD thing as well. Yeah, I noticed. I think that the CBD I noticed that at, really um, I noticed that X no Nitro Games it was everywhere. CB really? is yeah. uh, CBMD. CBDMD. CBDMD. That's yeah. Chad's sponsor as well. Yeah, there. I'm. I'm probably speaking out of context here, but I, I'm pretty sure. Um, the family v2 or whatever are doing their marketing and all that uh that makes sense and that makes sense like attaching a brand to you know that kind of agency with the athlete portfolio that's where it's at and getting yeah killing two birds with one stone so you will see a lot of the athletes using those those brands you know yeah the um i think that the cbd stuff is going to be like the new energy drinks Mm. It already is. Yeah. Which is not here in Australia or and some within some sporting leagues it's just they don't allow it. Well, did you see that um can you look this up when you on so your next thing? He made so. roughly forty two million the other year in sponsorship. Mm. So purely it's sponsorships and Nike and Monster are gonna be the big two, so you're looking at seven million for the bag, let alone the shirt, the hat. Yeah, well, I don't think he wears... He, it's he's only the bag cap. and, like, a drink bottle. He exactly. doesn't wear a cap because like, the cap, he's had to know, to tow Nike. But, yeah. like, seven mil for a fucking Between stick seven bag. Yeah. What were you want me to look up? Oh, shit. CBD. Oh, the CBD. There's a college... Uh, I think, like, a CBD company is sponsoring the entire college basketball... Like, an entire college basketball conference. Yeah, crazy. And they're, like, in, they're like advertising CBD through college athletes. Yeah. Crazy, eh? You know what it is? Well, it's probably a good product. Yeah, maybe. Mm. I wonder, eh? Like, I... Have you ever used it? Have I ever given you any of that CBD oil? No. Nah. Yeah. I don't know that I'm, like, fully... I haven't used enough of it. Like, I wonder with, like, the creams yeah. and stuff like that. Like, I haven't my, used any of that. My fascinations for the, the mental illness side of it and, you mm. know, kids with, with cancer and... That shit works yeah, for, for sure. For me, it's... Mm. That's just incredible. Like, I think for that not... I, I know it is a it is a resource that's utilized a lot but isn't so much you know how do I sort of say it like it's not like the mainstream form of exactly treatment, yeah which I it's think still is, fringe treatment which is completely wrong um, but you know I understand that whole side of it but from a sporting aspect I'd like all I've seen from proven stuff is like hey I've got a sore wrist put the oil on and then you know that's it like mm. from from like a influencer side you know like yeah that's all they can probably tell so i'm i'm worried about it in the sense of i i wonder if it's gonna get like that stigma of like it is just a skinny bunny tea like because that's sort of i think any the problem that we're running into not any, running into, anything but, that's saturated yeah that much is left wide open for people to have that stigma towards it yeah with anything like that's just how it is like mm. that's the difference between niche like uh, mainstream and core like mainstream as 
is that thing that's pushed out into the market and with lots of money behind it and potentially investors and mm. you know that's the sellout that's the you know oh, it's yeah, everywhere you guys are touching like, that brand to every person yeah. it's on every paid post it's you know but you know it's the other brands that are more niche and you know that's the core and that's like the essence yeah um but you know there's it just depends i guess it's crazy well that's what i think that yeah like there's the, a very fine line yeah and the thing is that it's like all these come and you watch bro as soon as it comes to australia it's gonna be the exact same thing like everybody's gonna have a cbd company and it's like yeah it's all it is is gonna be is like it's just gonna be a supplement it's gonna be like pre-workout like you could go to any factory in china yeah and you could go yep i want cbd this i want to have some gummies i want to put them into some butter i want to like they'll will literally just be like you can go into new era and get hats you'll be able to go to new cbd and get yeah. whatever you want in yeah, terms well, of like you just all it's going to be is like a sticker on a brand you already can in some countries oh in america that's just what they're doing and it's like there's nothing super like proprietary about like what any of these brands are doing and i just think that's they what it's like they don't have to because they're making bulk coin yeah but i think about it i think the problem though is it's gonna it'll get a stigma yeah and and like the uses you were talking about like the kids with cancer and the yeah. kids with epilepsy and all that sort of stuff yeah it'll like that will pay a price because mm. it will it almost like cheapens the the I don't know, like it cheapens the uh, benefit. Yeah, yeah, like it like it downplays it, and like I from and that's the, sad, and all that's yeah. that's due to is just people just making a shit yeah. amount, yeah. shit ton of money, yeah. and that's the world we live in. You know what I mean? But and then it just comes to people and how they their beliefs in it really yeah and that's what i was gonna say is like it doesn't if you think it's real like the placebo effect is real like people take sugar tablets and definitely feel less magic water yeah so i mean it's just yeah people are definitely like yeah cashing it up but on the positive is it like for our industry in terms of like the people that we're in there's a big injection of cash totally teams are going to be able to get sponsorship teams are going to be able to go racing and it's like if the you know whether it's snake oil or not like yeah. it fuck is monster snake oil is rocks like all it's the same it's really yeah. the same sort of thing it's like how much energy are you getting from an energy drink yeah mm. definitely but i'm not mad at them because of everything that they do yeah. for the sport it's you gonna know? feel everyone's fire yeah for in sure. so many different ways and it's so hard to come by commercial dollars these days too you know like there's so much there's, oh, yeah. there's so much demand from companies now as to like where they're going to get their ROI and, and how they're going to achieve it. And, you know, our database needs to grow and our followers need to grow and yep. we need to reach this KPI and we need to do this. And you're just like, where do we even start? Mm. So for these companies that are successful to even be interested and, and attach it to that market, like they've could, they could have attached it to so many different yeah, other yeah. things, you know, like there's so many sports. There's so like, why action sports like yeah but it's it necessarily stems from the you know the driving force of the brands which a lot of these brands have massive agencies you know they have public like publicity agencies they have social agencies and it's it's honestly dictated a lot by where they're filtered and where it's pushed out through the market so it's it's interesting for sure and i think it's great that it's here and i hope it's here to stay and I hope a lot of other leagues can, you know, open it and let it benefit. I don't think the WSL allow it. Oh, yeah. Um, I know AMA don't allow it because yeah, obviously now. the Chad thing. 
I'm straight down my total out. What was the AMA's one? That was a broadcast reason. Yeah, so yeah, I actually right? get that why they did that in a way because they their argument was that because it's not federally legal, if they race in a state where CBD is not legal yeah. and then they appear on a broadcast or someone even watches a broadcast yeah, that's in yeah. their state, they're mm. essentially advertising a product that's, that's illegal. So I feel like they are... They yeah. were just like legally trying to like watch their back, but it yeah. sort of makes sense. But I, I think so as well. It's just great. Like there has for to me, be a loophole there for because me, other people do it. Well, so it's like hundred had a full car. Yeah, industry. so there's yeah, got to exactly. be loopholes. So that was like my disappointment with Feld in a way is like fuck, bro. Like we can figure it out. Like you've got no. Yeah, they, you're losing teams. You're losing riders. Guys are retiring early. That's, guys are leaving the sport. Yeah, it's like this is up to like and you have to do something and from the outside looking in it's like well for me it's like ama potentially didn't get a piece of that pie so they've yeah. probably barred it mm. like that's and As that's a commercial proposition the money that dan bozerian would have put into say dean wilson yeah. and whoever else could come into it yeah commercially the sport could have benefited so much from that oh for sure and like matt said though it's like if feld can't make the money or you know like a promoter can't make mm. the money oftentimes they'll just shut it down yeah for or, sure. or like even what you yeah. had with the nationals with like when you shot dunlop tires and it's like i'm probably throwing mick under the bus here but they're like there's so much stuff that Good like ah <laughs> oh, fuck it they they come from me not mick no but that's but there's so much stuff where there's like restrictions on what you can shoot because pirelli's the sponsor of the series and it's like yeah. fuck does yeah but that's that's not a serious thing that's a client's Best Re- requirements yeah. what do you mean oh like hey bro like don't get any other branding in there because there are no but like position. he couldn't even no like he so per, like the nationals shut down certain uses of the footage oh yeah yeah so they're like you can't show this you can only show are you there. allowed to film at the mx national me <laughs> no anyone oh, i was gonna say i'm not i was until about yeah. a minute ago uh, <laughs> <laughs> Suck a dick, Nick. <laughs> You'll only ever work in this. Don't worry, man. Su- supercars, you can't even film the track. Yeah. yeah, but that's another perfect example where it's like, I got that Don't, shot of, yeah. um, of what was his name, uh, that cartwheeled it at uh, Ipswich. Craig Dompus? Like, no, yeah, but the that guy team. that was driving his car. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he like Mick. rolled this thing. Yeah, Mick. He rolled the thing like 50 times. I got the footage of it and it's like, they're like no you can't use it on social media Cedars? and i'm like yeah, yeah that's who it was yeah and it's like dude that is a viral thing trust like, me i've you've been through it a million times i'm I, I live in it that's like you know we do a lot of pr and pub like social content everything within that realm and it's a, a challenge like yeah to a point where you, the same like you film one weekend and then the other weekend it looks exactly the same due to the restrictions that we all yeah. face so it's hard to create you know cool marketing assets and cool cool things to promote the sport you know away mm. from whoever has the tv rights and so on so i just wish people would run on the theory of like a rising tide a rising tide lifts all boats they won't man but it's just it's, like that's it's just, so stupid yeah. to just it but you know what everybody. do you know what the people that are doing it say for instance adam and bailey like bailey and the yeah. boys like they they're doing really well mm. they're probably going to make a lot more money and they're going to be a lot more successful and everyone's going to have a really good time mm. it's just that narrow narrow-minded mentality and uh, it's just hard aso are the same you can't use any footage from, yeah, from the dakar, dakar. like yeah. it's just they're just trying to keep their you know cards and, and they're probably 50 or 60 yeah. years old like mm. it's the people that are making those shots and i'm not saying the old guys don't get it but 
like the old guys don't get it <laughs> no it's just it's real it's something that really i get my knickers in a knot about mm. because everyone is like so talented and it's so there's so many resources for people to do really cool stuff yeah. to grow our sport even further than what anyone had ever imagined through all these amazing platforms that people have created and there's just one person within certain you know leagues or sports that have to justify their job to secure a, a tv partner that no one actually watches so yeah you know they you got to move with the times mm. and it's for me it's frustrating so i think when people start to really do this like there probably is going to be like more companies that we could could ever even imagine like the cbds and mm. who knows what's next with the way the world's going you know what i mean so it, but they're not going to be interested in it if we can't you market can't it. do anything so, with it, yeah. and, and they got to deal with a, an association that has one commercial manager to look after 40 sponsors that are from you know a million dollars to five five mm. grand like we you all want your bang mm. for your buck and, and you know it's just that that vicious cycle and the thing too like that you always i think like a lot of people just don't get the perspective of it. it's like it's a person yeah like when you send an email it's just a dude yeah that dude had probably you know like if he has a shit wife or you know what i mean like a bad in a bad in mood road, when you call him and it like <laughs> it's like all this shit is like roadblock all this opportunity yeah, you've got like they, a great dude what do they say you should always send in your invoices after lunch when your clients have had lunch that and happy. And hungry. <laughs> that's so funny uh, but i mean that's what it is too you know it's like one and man it's really relationships mm. like it's all yeah it's what it is you know do you think like the next tv deals are up for nrl a lot of sports coming up in the next few years the social media things obviously got bigger and bigger and bigger yeah. do, you, do you think that they'll include that in their rights deals because the tv is dropping off yeah i don't know I don't know yeah, yeah. So it'd be so hard to tell again I, it's just like one it's like yeah. one or two dudes that come together to Lock make it. that decision and it's yeah. like who knows it's just luck of the draw whether those two dudes are switched on or one yep. guy one yeah. girl whatever it is yep. you know it's like it's just people making decisions and like yeah i mean i even know like some of the stuff that we did with red bull they're just there'd be like guys that were just roadblocks yeah everyone else is on but board the thing with the red bull model is they do it themselves yeah and that's where that's my whole like like i know with with kevin with what he does with the nrg tv thing it's not the greatest but he's doing it himself yeah. like if you know like that's something like i really respect red bull for doing is like creating those those another another platform for them to do yeah. their shit like it's sick and mm. there's no reason why we can't like look what you guys have done mm. you guys have effectively created a massive media channel and you did it yourself you didn't go to like some other one and it was like hey do you mind if like you record our podcast yeah <laughs> like people can do it they just don't and mm. i don't i just don't really understand why not so you know there's like a lot of things that we're trying to implement with our business and our athletes for when social media is like people are just numb to any type of advertising which is what yeah we are effectively doing to market brands that yeah. that invest in our clients like you know there's you gotta you gotta take responsibility for your own actions and and if you want to do something better you should try and do it yourself i think anyway instead yeah, of I, I instead agree. of being resent like resentful to the person who has the keys like mm. and that's what i have so much respect with um with ryan and yeah and they, bailey like they literally did it themselves exactly yeah. like yeah they had tony cochran and a lot of those big dogs but they didn't have him straight away no but they 
they are doing it themselves like mm. they they've taken it upon themselves and it's risky as but it's it's paid off for those guys like i don't know how much they profit and and whatever but they, they make they, millions but they seem nah. stoked and <laughs> yeah. you know what coffins don't have roof racks so what like why what else are you doing it for i understand it's good to make money and whatever but you know if you can enjoy it and do it yourself then Man, that's, those boys would do it and like keep charging if they yeah. like just made the littlest they would like they would be because like they're you know in it for the right we're, reason yeah we're, we're still the, doing the it. person who is shutting down a lot of ability to grow sports and they don't care about it mm. yeah or else they would open up all these resources and they wouldn't have tv rights and you could film the track and you could do certain things like mm. that's what it's that's what the world needs you know what i mean like it's mm. It's like world peace for keeping events and industries alive. It's the the ticket, like a really good example of it is like the podcast thing. So what, I, and Rogan made it famous of like, he gets everybody on that just has a podcast. Yeah. And he's, he's not like, oh, they're going to stop listening to me if I get them on my podcast. Cause yeah. that's sort of what it is, is like, oh, if I let this guy film and it's another product, he's not going to look at my product anymore. Yeah. And the whole podcast world is so collaborative they are, and it's dude. like, just Dude, exploded Jeff, bro Jeff Staples on the business of hype I don't know if any of you guys listen to that, to that one, yeah. but it's like my obsession I've, I love that shit he actually has like he'll stop his podcast and give a shout out to crew that are doing sick podcasts yeah like it's it's a culture thing yeah. in the industry mm. and yeah, it's fucking rare yeah because people like Joe are fucking legends and mm. like yourselves as well like you guys aren't resentful of people being successful and scared of someone trying to you know do better than you guys mm. and that's what it stems down to I, I think anyways well, it's, we're, we're uh, shout out we're opening the Burley Podcast Studio this week yeah. and like we want to like give people a chance to start their own podcast yeah it's sick the facilities there come in use it and like fuck I'd be stoked to find another like another guy that's got like a super gangster yeah. podcast you know you can like and feed the thing off it. too man is like you know you need to plant the seed and it takes time you know like it's you're not just going to start a podcast and it's going to do well like how many what are you guys now a year in oh over like 18 months man yeah so and like it it, it takes time the first so. podcast got like three four hundred downloads and then they'd get like three thousand downloads and then yeah. it's just over time then you get thirty thousand like it just keeps it keeps going but at the start of this like no one fucking listened i remember i remember i did like a live premiere on facebook and there was like 22 people watching yeah uh, but you know like, what it's that's super like Eesh. yeah but that's liz that's Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but that's deflating as a like a, as as a, a creator yeah, yeah you yes. know and that's like that's why a lot of people don't keep going no mm. it's exactly right and that's like that's social media like and the whole in Oz with them turning off their likes I mm. think it's so sick for people that want to create stuff because mm. they're like they're they don't want to put their work out there they're like what if four people like it yeah. and they're probably very talented at what they do and amazing but they're so it's so dictated by like how many likes or whatever yeah. like but you know what it's those people that persevere and they're like they keep going and they're like just they plant the seed and they move forward and they meet new people and they utilize you know they make those calculated choices and calculated risks mm. and they're succeeding and the thing like the good thing too for people that would want to start something is like the the it's a blessing at the start when no one's watching because you can fuck up with no consequences no but you like if i fuck, fuck up now it's like a it's a 
big deal yeah. to this because there's like if this podcast there'd be like thousands and thousands and thousands of people that watch this it this guy's a wanker <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like if you fuck it up or like you miss a sponsor or something yeah. happens it's like there actually is like consequences once you've got to a a stable level but yeah. at the start you can do and say whatever the fuck you want like it's the coolest time yeah. to do a mm. podcast is like when no one's watching or make videos like my first video is a dog shit like I just did whatever I wasn't very good at it and it's like you it's liberating to just not really have anyone on your back like oh, you can just sure, make whatever man. you want like now the stuff like what you do with Toby like it's under a microscope like you can't fuck up anything with Toby's social media yeah. or with any of his content or with his merch like so i think people need to like reframe the way that they look about at that kind of stuff to, yeah. to go like nah man it's actually good to be in this infancy stage where like no, literally no one cares like yeah. no one cares bro do yeah, whatever sure. you want and you can have as much fun be as silly do whatever no one's watching and the if if like people are still watching through that then they're like hardcore dudes that are always gonna have you back and the positive out of that too is like i always found too you know you you don't learn from the good things that happen Mm. for sure you learn from the bad like the bad things like i've had previous bosses and i've had previous close friends that have made massive like mistakes and they've fucked up royally and i've to this day will net i never like they overshadow all the good things they've done in life because you know that's just stems back to that you can just learn so much from that and people people love to see other people fail and Mm -hmm. and when you can really take that whole you know that structure of you know learning from your your fuck-ups then you're gonna just continue to grow and you know just be become a beast really because you're so negative like so you're like yeah yeah you're desensitized yeah, to the so, failures. so that stuff mm. because they're just like you see your fouls as a positive like oh well at least i'm gonna learn and i'm probably i'm probably never gonna do that again so yeah. and I, then like the, i think it's it's definitely a blessing in disguise yeah and then the time where you're gonna use that lesson it might be 12 months down the line yeah. where like way more shit is on the line if you exactly. fuck up so it's like yeah it definitely it yeah. is like a a blessing to have that attitude but it's you're right like do you know what i don't like though about the likes them changing the likes so like we've got nine thousand something followers and then you can see our videos get like a few thousand views yeah and you're like okay i get i get it that's like real people that are following that podcast now bro we could just jack that shit up and no like there's no accountability yeah. for pete like the inflation that people you can kind of experience at, people are looking at the comments now yeah true but that's what yeah. that's what it is like mm. there's a, a podcast dude that i follow on instagram like i don't listen to his podcast but he's got like ninety thousand followers and his videos will get five six views yeah and it's like and that was before they changed the like mm-hmm. thing so it was super Fake. obvious to anyone yeah. so to me I look at that guy and I'm like, you sniff out, yep, you're super fake, you bought those followers, yeah. you're disingenuous about your yeah. audience. But this is this is something that, like, I'm just... To me, it like, social media is great, but look how good your product is. Yeah. Mm. Like, fucking whoop-de-doo. Like, you get three likes. Like, that's sweet, but how many listens do you get? You mm. just went, you just turned over a million downloads. Like that has zero representation of how many likes you get on a photo. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And the thing, something's hard. Yeah, for sure. And people are so in tune with that that quick quick hits of like 
bursts of like, oh, they like it, they like it, they like it, they like it, they like yeah. it. And then it stops. It's it's such a short burst, but it feels so good. Mm. So then they'll re-upload, they'll re-upload. And it's like that quick fix. But do you know what probably felt more amazing for you was turning over those a million dollars. Oh, yeah, that shit actually does means that, something. Does, yeah. that have, does that not feel more amazing to oh, you? Oh, I've never been one to care about no, likes but and not, stuff. No, but not you as a person, but... 90% of yeah. people that have that social media bubble that's that's the world they live yeah. in and, and I can understand why it can be so addictive and mm. they love it but for people that are on that that train of like success and I want to go this way this is the direction I'm heading and nothing's getting in my way that stuff yeah, yeah means it doesn't nothing. matter eh? doesn't mean shit man I was watching a video um, I've had some weird shit pop up on my YouTube lately it's actually been really good that you doesn't know, surprise you know <laughs> you know how though like you get stuck in like a YouTube ecosystem they won't suggest any yep. like anything new gets kind of frustrating then you can watch like one new video and then it opens up like a Pandora's box like I watched a video about a Shaolin monk getting his Shaolin monk status today was this late at night no it was this morning with my coffee that's like the main YouTube time um, but anyway so this guy basically was breaking down social media and he was saying that um, like it's engine like we, we all know it's engineered to like get, get your attention keep your attention that turns yeah. over money but he was saying like when you scroll for like just check your likes it's yeah. a fucking slot machine yeah. you know like a lever you're pulling it <laughs> it's like that's what he said it's like but that's what it's designed around and now because the video was like uh how to compulsively stop checking your phone i'm bad for it like yeah. i will i will fully admit i'm bad for like reach get on my the phone. moon bro what's that use the moon what's the moon the moon setting on your phone what's that you just go like this i might look. oh the do not disturb <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, the old do not the moon Sorry. setting. Um, but yeah, so he like as soon as I saw that though, I was like, dude, it is a slot machine. Yeah, and I look down on people that will go and just like waste away at the pokies. Yeah, like you'd I'd roll through Vegas and you'd see some like super decrepit old chick rotting away. Yeah, r- literally looking like a In fucking a rotting carcass. <laughs> no, they went probably. Nappies. No, they do. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Can you look that up? I want to see that. I bet there's what? like people that wear nappies at pokies like in Vegas. Vegas nappies. Like yeah, just type in people wearing. But like back in the rolling cash machine thing's cool, but it's fucking hard to translate those to rolling scrolls to like. There's like a there's like four more steps after that to convert it to a sale. Like oh, you got to yeah. go to a fucking website. Mm. You got to pick what you want. You got to add in your bank details. Like yeah, but that no, no, everything's so easy now. Like you look at Apple Pay and oh, shit, yeah, double yeah. clicking. But I think it was more just like you as a person. No, for you're sure. You're playing a slot yeah. machine. Like every time you check likes or check for new posts or yeah. check for um, any like interactions it's like a slot machine you're just pulling it down you're going spin 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 nothing spin 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 three likes Yay! hot chick <laughs> yeah tits there's a whole thread, there's a whole thread started with urinating in a diaper is the worst thing you can do if the bad habit is because it can create a bad fungus plus the person smells like urine if the person has a problem they should wash themselves and blow dry to stop the moisture use body powder to stop to help stop the fungus adults wearing diapers so they can gamble longer in Vegas yeah it's I knew all about that put, shit put that up there I want to see that shit you've Do never heard of that no nah, never that's Damn. freaking me the fuck out yeah because I, I used to walk past them and you would just be like used to well when I was there <laughs> but I'd, I'm when pretty I was sure I've there. seen it at the Burley Hotel I've never noticed it, eh? Yeah, I've, I've got this weird thing where I walk past a poker. <laughs> <laughs> see if I can spot any I'm going to do that for sure now. Yeah, I do some weird So it has stuff. happened here, you reckon? You're in, no, for sure. Wow. Gambling is a 
full on a gnarly addiction. Adults wearing diapers so they can gamble longer. There's a full message for for them about it. Yeah, it's crazy. Addiction's so sad. But I think like that whole slot machine thing to my phone and Instagram was like yeah. pretty powerful. I've oh, it's like for just it's the last few days since I watched that video, I was like, "Eesh, fuck off with that! I don't want to do that. I don't want to be in a diaper sitting there fucking scrolling." The whole just look at your phone usage thing. On oh, the it's crazy! It's so gnarly. What but you, you know what? I I'm not mad about it. I think it's an amazing resource and. Like there's phones a, are great. Like a dude, there's dude, a, a dude, full marketed one. Dude, players advantage <laughs> by no. <laughs> there's a crazy podcast at the moment with uh, I think on the oh, business of hype. This so chick sad. designs like these crazy panties for certain things. That's so sad, bro. Holy fuck! Players advantage by depend. Yep. Can you go to like YouTube and see if there's an ad for that? That's not sad. Like <laughs> that's sad that people will compare, do that that's, compared that's to like commitment. fucking junkies and stuff. If if I was sick with an addiction, I wouldn't mind shit myself. <laughs> 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 like, dude, like if you're not like dying on the street and begging for money. Yeah, like, but what comes after that? Like yeah, that shit true. probably comes after the gambling and shitting in a nappy. Yeah, no, nah, you're players right. advantage nappies. Oh, di- they call them diapers. Uh, diapers yeah. they probably f- change the diapers but that's like that f- you know that hit success that f- that winning feeling you know like yeah it's fucking madness um yeah, there's not too many diapers. <laughs> this movies. is the weirdest motocross fucking <laughs> yeah no the motocross <laughs> is done if they don't want to listen they can choose out diaper companion. this is free this is free play <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's wild man vegas fuck and that's not even vegas it's, there's slot machines all over the world. Well, uh, isn't Australia one of the worst countries in the world for gambling? Yep. Yeah. I'd, yeah, that's fucking crazy. Well, like, even the way that... Well, in America, you can't do the... Um, the real hustler. The uh, fucking be- online betting. Yeah. What, like, like a sports bet? How's yeah, that, they don't have that how's shit that, over there. those koala mattresses? You know, they're worth, like... A sh- you know, Steve Smith invested 100 grand into those? They did, like, a crowdfunding thing. And they've turned over... He's made more money out of koala mattresses than he has out of Australian cricket. We need to get a mattress sponsor. Yeah, they turned us down. I've already asked them. For real. Damn. <laughs> so, fuck them. Don't ever mention them on the podcast. Damn, James, what kind of desk is this? Oh, it's a koala mattress. <laughs> what? You've got, you've, got the, you've got the wee mat on top of it? <laughs> no, I'm... Uh, it's in case you spill your whiskey. No, I'm actually going to hit up Players Advantage for a sponsorship and be like... Well, I'm going to be like, do you want to get through a three-hour podcast without having to use a restroom? Feel free to shit and piss yourself in your seat. Yeah, I don't think we're going to find anything on this. No. Yeah, don't worry about yeah. it. A lot of gambling stuff. Though. Oh, no way. Fuck, it's, it's so full addiction. on. But yeah, Australia's like one of the biggest gambling places in the world. What are the stats on that? Like, Dang, Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah, Jacksonville. He looks like he's a gambler. How sick is his studio, though? <laughs> how did we even scars. get... Oh, we got because of social media. I was like, how did we yeah. even get... Your anal- it's all your fault with your... your <laughs> fucking ca- retarded your analogies. Cash <laughs> analogies. <laughs> yeah, the, the whole phone thing's just... Yeah, Australian gambling. Yeah, go up to that one. Australian. That one? Uh, the next one. This one. Oh, that one's Australian too. That's cool. Yeah. I just assumed that all be American. Yeah, let's go. Gaming machines. The slots. Yeah. What's the, f- the most you've ever like gambled, Mick? Me. <laughs> I'm asking you because you don't seem like the gambling type. Um. Mick's cool. the most sensible man I've ever met. Yeah, ever. I'm pretty sensible. Um, not much actually, but probably a hundred bucks. Yeah. All big. But like once maybe in my life. Like yeah, once. yeah. So 
What uh, about you, my, um, <laughs> At the rat league. <laughs> no, oh, I can't speak of that. I won't be allowed back. No, I actually, um, Jason Duncan, the, our navvy who we had out at Fink this year, he spent $400 of my own money at the Alice Springs. Of your money? Yeah. Like, he's like, yeah, I'll show you how to gamble. And like, throws <laughs> down 100. It went, boom, grabbed another 100, another 100. He tried to pay me back the other day. It was pretty funny. Didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, are they, what are they saying? Just where our money goes gaming Game machines. machines are the big whoa hit. is that a zil- so is that, is that tw- zillion that is 12 is it billion a year billion yeah it's billion that's fucked up 12 billion per annum go down let's read that gaming machines all states and territories in australia have electronic gaming machines also known as the fucking pokies um according to hell's Australia is estimated to have nearly 200,000 electronic gaming machines, which is 2.5% of the world's legally installed machines. Damn. Around 600,000 Australians um, play on the pokies at least weekly. Fuck. And 15% of these are regular players. Uh, Vic's so fascinating. <laughs> What's that? I, I love statistics. <laughs> Dude, that's so crazy. New South Wales machines currently allow bets of up to $10,000 at a time. Damn. Holy shit. Let's go to this. <laughs> Should what's that be big, legal? What's the biggest win you guys know someone has had on a poker machine? Oh, bro. I, I know... <laughs> I know I don't want to say... No, nah, 88. Ooh, 88. Damn. One I've, I've won 14 on a poker machine. I, mean, I remember that. Yeah, I won $14,000 on a poker so. machine in Vegas. Do you guys know where Calliope is? Cali- I have the Cali- worst It was a $240 spin too. What's that mean? Do you know where Calliope is up in Gladstone? It's is, like in the middle like, of nowhere. You know, I don't know where it is for good reason. Because <laughs> no one Is that near Mount Sheridan? <laughs> it's in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Uncle won 45 in a... Like, 45? 45 big ones. Mm, in the back of the middle of nowhere. So that's fucking cool. Mm. Um, I know a lady, I don't want to name her name. But she's one. People should put in their com- the comments. Yeah, like yeah, how many that. people, how much they've won on the pokey, and have they put and where it was, and where it was. Super towards it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did they have a personal loan to do it? Um, yeah, eighty-eight grand at the Star Casino in Melbourne. So she has the record there, and she's got the record somewhere else with like sixty-six grand. Damn. And then she was the lady that I was sitting at the table with in Bellagio yeah. when I hit 14 grand and it was with her money. Well, how yeah. was, we were talking the other night about the Mona in Longceston. The guys who yeah, found the Mona. Dude. He, he, yeah, go to, what's it called? The Mona, the Mona Museum, Museum in Tassie, yeah, in Launceston. It's amazing. Crazy. Like Museum of Modern Art, like MoMA. Mona. Mona. Yeah. Yeah, this guy's a G. It's pretty nuts. If no, if no one's Mona been there. Tasmania. I've actually never been, but I've, I follow those oh, guys. So sick. Go to just go to the website, man. Go back. They do a um, they do a music festival called Dark Mofo. It's not even music. It's like food culture in Launceston. It's pretty amazing. Live show next year, twenty twenty. Simon Denny. He's a ama- he loses eight million dollars a year running this. Yeah, to running run this it. place. Serious. Yeah. What's the deal? Oh, maybe just x that out, dude. I think it's like ten mil a year in like running costs obviously he has to put all the the exhibits in there and all that sort of stuff uh, what's this doing museum, museum. Yeah, let's go museum you just look at their instagram yeah that's true too so yeah it's wow. like what's this what was this dude's deal was he like a uh, big banker or something nah, nah. no no counting cards counting right? cards and now he's like banned from the world look at it 
Yeah, so yeah. then he, so like, opened this, up this museum in Launceston. Yeah. And then, um, obviously, with um, Dark Mofo and all that sort of stuff, it's uh, yeah, it's sick. Like, yeah. so... And this, like, once again, just stems back to fucking... Go to his Instagram, Mick. Like, people, that, that Instagram's crazy. People doing their own stuff because they can. Obviously, he's, like... He did so much bad that he wanted to do something good. And his he, counting cards bad though. It's yeah. illegal. Yeah, but why is it bad? Like, I, I know why it's illegal because it can cost the casino money. But like, it's the game, right? And you're winning the game. <laughs> it's not like you're a murderer. Next time Sammy's on the show, Sam Moore hit him up. He's would he's, he know him? He doesn't know him, but he's he know of him. He's been to one it's crazy of, though. Eh? Yeah, our, oh, one of man. our clients, Asahi, they sponsor they sponsor it, and they go every year and. It's amazing. So sick. How's that Gorilla Crossing sign? That's cool. As. This would be... But I, wonder that's, if, that's, I wonder if Crawley knows about this. Yeah, he would for sure. Because, yeah, this is like super Crawley style. Have yeah. you ever been to Tassie, mate? No, never been. Huh. I, I hadn't been until Derby and now I've been like five times. It's yeah. fucking sick. It's on the list of one that I'd like to get to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone has to go to Derby. If you listen to this podcast and you own a mountain bike or even if you like riding a mountain bike. I have a confession. You haven't been to Derby. <laughs> I haven't been. Oh, yeah. You were supposed to go though. You've yeah. like had a couple like trips planned. Every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's sick. It's, yeah. it's See that guy? Way. That guy down here, he like, I think he sold his back. What? Yeah. So he he sits in here like every day. Yeah, yeah. Play that shit, Mick. Faux show. Your internet's probably too slow. So yeah, he just sits there, right? Yeah. So I, he I actually think exhibit. it's one of Sammy Moore's mates. Really? Yeah. yeah he went to school. Can there. you scroll up, Mick, and see if it says anything about him in the description? This is Tim, and he has got the skin in the game. Literally, when he dies, he'll be skinned, and his back tattoo um will be given to a german collector who purchased it for 150,000 euros in the meantime you can see him in the flesh meet him uh in fact at mona until the 29th of april yeah so he just sits there yeah and his back is the art fuck there's some cool people in the world eh they can like think of that shit tell you what though 150 million and you're dead like if you get it now that's no 150,000 euro Euro. sorry 150,000 euro so like no, but grand. he would have had to like obviously he's on display for certain yeah. amount of time. But yeah, like the artist, like the the oh, dude. Don't even get me it. started with the artist. Oh, crazy! I have shit. a crazy addiction and passion for art. It's like just who's your favorite artist? You reckon? Probably Anthony Lister. All right, let's go to his Instagram, Mick. <laughs> um, Anthony's a Brisbane guy. You can actually... There's a documentary about him. Have you met the Listers? Really? Yeah. So he's a, he's an Australian-based artist. Can and you hit follow? He's well. actually from Brisbane. And he did, he did a commission job in Brizzy and they actually hated it. <laughs> so they, why they got rid of all of his stuff. And then uh, then they basically... He's now in Sydney. So he just had a, he just had a show in in Sydney called Culture is Over did you go to it? nah we you would love to way. yeah 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 his stuff's cool have you guys been there? Porky's yes been to Porky's King's Cross, King's Cross. wild nights there yeah not so much anymore nah <laughs> it's all over <laughs> poor place they'd shut it down eh? yeah I shut King's Cross down so gnarly oh yeah because they got all the all the lockout laws and 
Yeah, that well. sucks, man. Those the lockout rips. laws have like really fucked Sydney up, eh? Man. Like, bad, bad. Plus it redeveloped that area a bit, I think, as well. Yeah, there's maybe. a shit ton of wealth yep. right around there. So there's still a lot of homeless people there. But it's all moved to Newtown now, like all the the happenings. So in Sydney, I feel. So yeah. is this the sort of art you're into? Yeah. I just, yeah, it's, I, I'm you're bigger. just more like him or the... I'm more into the marketing behind the artists and you know what goes on dave kinsey's another good one um and that's my this whole thing sort of stemmed from a good friend of mine judd who's friends with a lot of these guys so it's pretty sick and they they make a lot of money like some of anthony's pieces are like around 60 grand it's crazy yeah yeah small small like oh yeah yeah dave dave kinsey's he's pretty amazing they're just old the old boys you know like this is and, you know, we were talking about it, Jace, with photographers and, you know, yeah. like, you know, people can supply you resources to make a business like photography or, you know, a concrete or like a concrete mixer. Or, but with art, man, an art shop hasn't changed yeah. since I was a kid. Like mm. the whole, like, you know, music's changed a lot. The way people record, like, I don't know. For sure. Yeah, you if can any, be a producer now, like, just by I watching think some YouTube. If anyone... But, like, you can't be an artist by watching YouTube. If any, like, if anyone's into this type of stuff, they should definitely watch Sound City on Netflix. Yeah. It's one of the best. Like, that is, like, this. that just sums up how, like, the world's changed so much and the ability to, to make stuff. But you know what? We always stem back to, mm. you know, they say that 10-year cycle, like... I know mm. I listen to old school shit more than anything, mm. but it's like, cause it's the essence is so real. And that's what I'm so fascinated with art is like these guys are now, and they're now collaborating with like, you know, massive lifestyle, like Adidas yeah. and look at, you know, those type of guys. So it's so sick that they can still have that old school, mm. you know, skill set apply it to the new school with you know marketing creating assets yeah. and cool products and things like that it's just got that longevity it's so what, special what's his name like he's a business partner my friend up in brisbane that does the art it's like uh the sailor jerry style art what's his name um he's very steen jones, steen jones. Yeah. yeah so he's he was he's the man dude. my friend like he really com- yeah yeah they own a coffee shop up in the valley for yeah a bar so he um like commercially now can you can you look her up while you're sorry yeah like commercially <coughs> like he's made like dude yeah. steen, like steen's killing it man. and everything yeah. yeah he um hopefully we're getting steen yeah. on the show like i talked to him a bit we went and watched the fights together at uh the eternal he's super super nice dude mm. but he's like really shy like he, he's mm. this is like not his thing yeah but i'm like really wanting to get him on yeah. like he's such a cool dude it's yes dude look have you ever seen this chick yeah she's an aussie chick in new york cj cj underscore henry and um so look dude mick that's with a fucking pencil so go click onto that one on the left this one yep she drew that with a pencil like that's not um that's not blobs of paint that's like her signature thing she drew it with a pencil she's an aussie chick man she's got this huge studio in new york and um yeah just like absolutely killing it scroll down a little bit more Last week, I was uh, shooting with this lady. Oh, when I seen you guys, when you were vlogging that, Maddie. Oh, and yeah, her, yeah. Her art was just on the block last night. Oh, big, oh big really? Milestone for, yeah, it's huge. Huge uh, milestone for her her business and obviously for her art. How's that fur that she draws to? So does she do that all... With a pencil? Damn. Yeah, it's, it's so gnarly, eh? Like, but that's sort of what, like, what Maddie was saying is like, you know, you can get a 
5D and some good lenses sure. and like you could be a photographer yeah, it's, and then you could charge people as a photographer but it's like if you just get a pen and pencil right now like no one's commissioning you to do artwork like you have to be an artist and yeah. like and so, you know to what Matt was saying it's like the same with like rappers like we watched that Denzel Curry freestyle today yeah and it's like that dude's an artist he's like a proper yeah. artist. he is an insane artist that yeah. he could like go in a room do this crazy freestyle to this yeah. beat that was made in the studio while he was there it was yeah. just like, cause artist cause is another one i don't know if you guys check out cause Mick. is this the chick that is, was on the yeah, block yeah she was on the block last last night i shot oh her. there yeah sweet she does um so all this stuff all these works are actually her she goes out tromping into the woods oh is uh, this the chick you filmed with the other day yeah and she was on the block last she was night. on the block literally oh, last, it last night, night. They were, she was in the one that won the actual room last night yeah um, what was the one you wanted me to look up? Cause K A W S. K A W S. He's got an amazing story. There's a, if anyone's interested, there's um, a series on YouTube called Blueprints, and I think uh, Hype Beast do it or Business of Hype, and um, they basically talk about um, Cause and scroll down me. Yeah. He he's like he was doing art and he basically um you would have seen him see the dolls yeah yeah. This guy is insane. Do you, have you got one of them down in your place? I yeah. do, yeah. <laughs> um, but he's like... He, I've seen he, that doll everywhere. Dude. Oh, man. Wow. So he wasn't like all that hyped up in art. Like he copped a lot of shit about it. And these like causes like massive now. Like he's... Yeah, it's unbelievable what he's done. But it's going back to that, you know, like those like artists, they're so old school and they're so like just so calculated yet they still have the ability to tap into other resources to help them grow like mm. you know partnerships and sponsors and brands that just helps them grow their profile for yeah. more art mm. it's no different to like an event or yeah you know anything like that putting a restriction on that and being like you can only get this art piece online that's it like that's all you're going to find my art what is that going to do for the artist nothing like that's going to minimize the ability for them to reach that so many different audiences to sell mm. more art and make more money but they've they've really like the guys that are killing it now are making millions of dollars like yeah. so it's just that that goes back to that you know that same same mentality as being able to you know broaden your horizons by connecting to other people and not being narrow-minded being like oh, i'm not posting this in case someone steals it or whatever yeah. like it's sick man and that's like why i appreciate it so much it's it sounds wanky it's like people who drink wine you know oh, spin the wine and yeah. smell it do you it. think like oh. banksy and that has caused a resurgence in art nah it's like he no? he just his shit just kills it like it's yeah. just it's it's the whole package like he was the first guy that was like that whole unknown it's it's like the exclusive club right mm. you got like it's like the new apple apple pay card like yeah. credit card like it's no different to your mm. anz debit card but you've got the card like and it's like that whole black card thing yeah, yeah it's for sure and that's exactly the way i feel like i'm i'm sure people disagree mm. but it was like you didn't know who he was so you didn't even know what that was connected to on your wall it's like a mystery art that it, that's just the whole value it's like that's the experience too mm. it's like you own something that no one has any idea what it's from who it is and that's what's created so and don't like don't get me wrong the art was incredible too like what he did was so yeah. sick mm. he introduced so many like the piece i've got with the chick 
yeah, blowing yeah. her head off and butterflies coming out of it. Like, I'm pretty sure that was done after his stuff, but it's that same kind of... Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think, like... I think it is, is, I don't know, just reinforced a thing where another generation, yours, ours... Yeah. People are really into <clears throat> art. Like, yeah. I, I feel, anyway. So yeah, yeah, I think that... Yeah, there was, there was definitely, like, a bunch of dudes that were doing, like, that... Um, like counterculture sort of art mm. and like Banksy was probably like the most famous one in it like mm. I don't know enough about it to like to know but there was there was definitely was like a youth movement of art that is like more rele- relevant to our generation mm. Mm. and like sure. Banksy was probably like one of the more famous dudes that did yeah. it but like yeah there's there's fucking heaps of dudes oh, that have like, like you look into like you've been to Judd our friend's place yeah. like he's got the most that's what got me into art i remember walking into his house and just being like i can't even see your walls all i see is photos yeah it's like the sickest fucking art art. and like you i was that for me was like holy shit people can create this stuff Mm. you know i was so fascinated by that and that made me want to tap into like who did this Mm. like what like what like how do they make money or like you know things like that i think that's like that's the thing with art too is like it's more about who you're following yeah you're like you're into the artist more no, than the pieces dude, themselves it's, it's no the same with music it's the same with brands fucking everything brand, yeah the whole thing i just yeah, look at so say, our parent like our parents generation yeah or mine um there's not much art but i look at the era before them there's a whole lot of art and now it seems like it's coming back again that's yeah. that's my thing. yeah i think you're right like we didn't have any art in our house none in like, our nothing. <laughs> We had didgeridoos, bro. Yeah, we had didgeridoos for sure. <laughs> no, it's but it's, it's also cool. what you like brought up in. Like, yeah. there's probably like for like our parents or mm. like they but they probably went to a football game and they loved true. watching the footy. So it's like yeah. they then that's like what happened to me. Like I know mm. Jace hasn't got anywhere near the same interests as me when it comes to like art or certain things. But there's certain times in my life that I was influenced mm. where Jace yeah. wasn't around. Like he was in America for a long period of time. Like he was probably influenced by a lot of things within American culture. Well, I got into rap like way yeah. more than Maddie. Like, yeah. Ra- I like rap music because mm. I was like, I was in that culture. Yeah. Like and I, think I remember driving through Compton influences. and then I was like, exactly. Yeah. I was in Compton and then I was like, fuck dude, I'm going to play like, I'm going to play NWA right now. Yeah. And I'm like, straight out of Compton. <laughs> and it would felt like, but that's what it was. Who would you, know? you be? Would you be easy? <laughs> nah, I'd be fucking Dre getting that paper boy. Nah, I feel like Ice Cube is the most badass motherfucker in that yeah. group. Ice but Cube it, is the one. It's like, but yeah, you are right. Like the it, time you got into art would be like I was just getting into way different. Yeah, shit. and I, it's just how it is. Like I'm so heavily. I was getting in, in banging proto bitches. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but like for me, I'm jet. Like my passion is business. Like I genuinely love business so much, and I'm a chippy by trade. I don't know how I adopted such a passion for it, mm. but it's just what. Like obviously, I was influenced by like I spent a lot of time with Judd. Like you know, he was you know, he set up a lot of the planet Hollywoods around the world and things like that. Like for me, I was like, holy shit. Like what Adobe illustrator or what an email or, you know, like I can connect with people in these, you know, different ways. And for me, that was like something I was really heavily influenced by. And that's basically how we are wired as humans. It's like, Mm. you know, you influence and that's why that whole influencer thing Mm. it's, you know, it's coming. But for me, I just, I love the traditional influences in life, yep. things that genuinely catch you through your journey. It's yeah. not like something that's forced upon you, like, oh, this chick, like, she, you know, she looks super hot or whatever. And that's, as a girl, what you're like, I want to aspire to be this. It seems pretty easy. 
but um it's it's those those like genuine kicks that yeah. I, I find are the most rewarding and mm. i think if people can stem to those real genuine kick kicks and aspire to like what actually sets them off as humans opposed to like that easy stuff life's pretty good you know, that's and the thing is like you've got to get out and do shit the like you have to meet people shit, you have it's to like that journey you know yeah, what I get mean? in sketchy situations yeah get in i good, love that shit. shit yeah like that's <laughs> the stuff where you really you know i've been to jakarta i've been to mexico i've been to south america i've been i've been all over the world and i've been in some like really mm. heavy situations and for me i've learned so much out of all that sort of stuff and it's mm. made me appreciate what we have but and that's the thing too like i understand a lot of people ne- might not necessarily ever have the opportunity to travel overseas mm. or things like that and they would struggle to find those inspirations but i think you know even just having finding that through going out and meeting people and stepping out of the norm and not being afraid to like post something because they might get five likes they're gonna yeah. they're gonna f- like they're gonna progress in mm. just well, i i always hate like the excuse of people saying like oh, i don't know i can't like travel all over the world or whatever but it's like mick's never been a fucking tazzy yeah you know like there's so many people that and it, i'm not i'm just saying it's yeah, like but an mick example might, mick of, might not be interested in going tazzy. no but i mean I like the, there is a yeah. lot there is a lot just even in your own backyard yeah. that a lot of people sure. haven't fully experienced too you know so it's like yeah. they're they're really you can get those inspiration like yeah. dude i met some crazy people in fucking derby dude that, i love australia yeah it's so <laughs> we're so lucky here. that's what i said like to dad you know we we went on a vietnam motorcycle tour last year which this was this year yeah this year which was absolutely amazing like amazing but i was like dad why aren't we going to a tip of australia like we have our own tour like let's mm. do it mate and you know that's where the whole trip sort of stemmed from but you know that's for me it's like that's life like yeah. those journeys and those adventures are like what makes so much like that's it's well, look at the mates like the vietnam things is like such a good example like we're super close now with benny and leon yeah. and thatcher and like a bunch of these dudes that were on this trip that we were just complete strangers to yeah and then like leon ends up flying his helicopter with dad to Hatter a couple of weeks ago it's yeah, like it's crazy. just so crazy what mm. you what happens when you do just get yeah. out there and like you you know you get in like yeah. you said influenced by like real people real definitely shit. and it's a whole nother thing too when athletes and professionals take that as experiences and implement them into their lives like yeah. that's what like i don't mean to bring toby up again but it's like that's why that guy is persevering in so many different aspects of his life and skill set is because when he had the opportunity to go to Dakar, he met people like Mark Comer who influenced him and like saw how he did his road books and saw how he did this. And he was so consumed by that. And he was obviously crazy. Like he was so influenced by it. He just, he just stuck at it and he was so moved by it. And then Mm. he went to Baja race trucks. He was so rattled by what jesse was doing and things like that and he learned so much brings it back here to think oh we'll do this and we'll do that he's like influenced so much by his journeys and implements into his life to better himself mm. and it has so much to do with with you know seeing people's fuck-ups seeing what works for people fucking and, up himself fucking up himself and like all types of aspects it's all just betters you you know it's like a level up thing yeah. on, on life if you mm. can implement them into it's like when you reach the next level <laughs> it's true man like yeah, it is. personal development people like people mm. it sounds cliche but it's fucking legit like well i think like, that's self self-empowering like i'm f- fully like fully all about it like doing things like if if you didn't have social media and you like 
you would like would you still climb to the mountain if you couldn't take top of the mountain if you couldn't take the photo to show it it's like oh i better put it on the gram or else it never happened it's like well what the fuck are you even doing here mm. like do it for yourself like and do what makes you feel good mm. it's like i just can't can't fathom it and i think that's why you know like tobes for instance like you see his social he's so free with it he's so like relatable because i he would be doing that without yeah because social media that's his jam and he's so relatable and that's why people don't like like don't dislike him because he's a relatable guy and he doesn't really care like whereas you look and danny rick's the same daniel ricardo is probably on the same money well no he's not on the same money as lewis hamilton but two completely different ways of marketing themselves as humans danny rick is like he's he is what it he is, is. The man because he loves doing that shit like yeah. he loves mountain biking he loves like music Surfing like so everything he put po- like gang of views like he just loves all that shit but he got on stage and sung with parkway drive yeah. have you ever seen that video nah. like i don't know what lewis actually likes doing like what does lewis like doing like you just you know and that's why there's so many you know you don't it, see the human it's in, not human but us as humans are becoming so on point with what content is and the message mm. behind it that we know all that stuff we i don't know, know what's if, genuine i don't know if it's me or whatever but like it's like it's like sexuality like back in the day you knew a guy was gay because of what he wore because he didn't have a way to showcase he was gay other than the clothes he wore and he was like proud of it or whatever but that's that's no different to like that now as we have those you know those bases and we see it all the friggin' time like you yeah. look at the hours you spend on your phone you know exactly when that's a paid post without even tagging it's yeah. a paid post yeah yeah you can see and, straight through and that's that like for me oh. it's it shows with people as whole and like how they act and how they market themselves it's it's crazy like and it's that's just how it is and i think it just stems back to like who they're surrounded by what they've done in their life their journey like you know their team of people or whatever like yeah i don't know where i was going with that there's a the whole like the personal development thing is interesting because like that's a whole massive industry like you can look on youtube you can look on gary yeah the gary v's you can look at like so many a shit ton of money out of it oh and so many people and i've said it on here before are just motivated to get motivated yeah and it's like i'm there they live in this space of like i'm working on myself and it's like well how many times can you get told how to like make a list and have a cold shower in the morning and like don't watch porn yeah no fat (laughs) and it's like all this shit but then it's like all you do is man you just like live in this world of like sorry i'll get back to you in a second i'm self-improving it's like well you've been self-improving for three years man you still (laughs) live with your mum, and it's like there there has to be a point where it's like what you're about is action i think like what you're sort of saying is like toby for example is like he's got this crazy fucking life through just straight action yeah like all it's just doing shit he just did shit and did shit And, like, there was stuff that he did that he fucked up on, like, and that's what, you know, everyone does that, but it's like you said, like, you learn from those people that are, like, making those mistakes, but it's like, Toby didn't get to Toby by reading a fucking book on, like, he didn't, he doesn't, (laughs) like, he doesn't watch Gary Vee to, like, figure out his social media, Mm. he's just, like, super genuine, doing shit that he wants to do, and it's like, it resonates, like, he's just putting that that shit forward. And at the end of the day, it's entertainment. Yeah. And yeah. we all want to be entertained. Like, that's the best, coolest, most amazing TV show ever. Yeah, it's like watching that. Watching that, that shit. And the personal development one, now, it doesn't, it's not personal. 
that's the trouble. Like if you're yeah. doing something for yourself, it never yeah. becomes a personal development. Nah. It becomes an outwards development that you're showing in the world. And yeah. That's, that's the trouble with the Gary V's and that. Yeah. yeah. It's not personal, personal, you know? Nah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Mm. And it's people are like numb to that stuff. Like he's probably made a shit ton of money out for of sure. it, which is awesome. I think like he has genuine intentions, but I just, I think that it's so hard to like, the, it's like the old school method of just like kicking somebody in the ass I mean like get the fuck out of the house and go and like <laughs> yeah. go play that's it's, like really what it comes down to but like we don't live in that world anymore of like nah. you can't just kick a dude in the head and be like figure it out you fucking idiot yeah like, the crazy thing don't is, come to me if you got questions you just ask Siri or like mm. Well, that's the problem Damn, too. Is like that whole thing's a whole other thing. You know? Well, you can like you can type into anything into like Google now and be like, "How do I get more motivated?" Like, wait, type that in. How do I get more motivated? Type that in right now to see what comes up. How many, like a, how many ads do you reckon? There'll be a trillion things that will come up of like how to get motivated. And it's like if your motivation only gets you as far as typing. How do I get more matches on Tinder? <laughs> Sorry, I was looking at that before. <laughs> Uh, it started with so G. let's go down zen zen habits go to your settings hit about this iPhone <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they'll be like healthdirect.gov.au motivation health direct mm. but you know what like the thing that's sick about like this sort of stuff is like there's actually no proven fact but the companies that are like all the whole foods and all that stuff there's so much information about why it's good for you and all that sort of stuff and that's why they've been like how long has the vegan and like vegetarian stuff been around for like yeah i don't know like i wonder when ve actually you know how you would know that go to google trends and just type in vegan in google trends you'll see we'll be able to see like when it exploded yeah. for me it's i bet it, it that, that i bet it coincides with instagram so like oh 2010 is yeah. it 2010 is instagram so let's see what google trends says for vegans the thing like the culture of that whole like that that whole industry is so damn smart with educating people like people walk into a supplement store and be like oh you know i'm i'm this is what i'm doing go to 10 like 10 years and then past 12 months they're, yeah, tapped, go to, they're tapped straight into it hey mate go to yeah 2004 it's to present crazy yeah 2004 to present but like that's the thing with the oh. when was it 2016 December Spike. it just spiked up so yeah where's 2010 in that yeah, around there it's pretty solid what's it's it it's a pretty solid climb since yeah it's amazing Instagram eh? and Oregon is the vegan capital of that's Google. Oregon wow, Nevada Portland Washington that makes sense but the thing like like for me like yeah Instagram's great and everything for marketing and whatnot but the that industry and like culture and like you said trend like trends and things like that there's got like they have there's so much information out there about it like you could sit about oh yeah and but that's for me like this is what cbd has to do to 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 like get that growth it's like it's not about like putting this on your skin and rubbing it like it's about what it does for you and all the different methods and yeah like there's so much that goes into that which I'm really fascinated about with how they've educated people to when to have it, mm. how yeah, to have it, yeah. what to have it with. If it's a full moon, this is what it does. Like yeah. it's like crazy what they've done, and they've it's done it's a, a good job. It's amazing, yeah. and that's why it's doing that because they've just taken it upon themselves. And I'm sure, like, 
you know, I know for a fact like Red Bull are gonna are, are doing a lot more of it as well. Well, they've got a vegan drink now, don't they? The organics, like oh, all yeah, that sort organics, of stuff. That's what it I is. know they've got like you know brand specialists and professionals to t- tell their athletes when to use it and things like yeah, that. They're yeah. really adopting. I feel like they're really adopting that whole model yeah, of like that this is why it's good for you. This is because and it's the same thing again. Like we're becoming so damn smart as humans of like what's good for us, what's bad for us, what's real, what's fake kind of thing. So I think the brands and people that are doing this, you know, implementing and creating more information because that's what we are as people. We just crave more information. Like yeah, that's how you grow and that's how you become better. Right? Is good or bad information you can always learn. So. I think brands that are adopting that model and being like, this is why you should have it and this is why it's good for you opposed to being like, this is why it's cool. Yeah. It has that so much more of that longevity. And I think the CBD thing is, that's where... It'll definitely go there. Yeah, for sure. sure. Um, All right, well, that camera just ran out of of, uh, footage. so That's on you too. So that's like... The, the star of the show so no, it's like, no longer on yeah. the star of the show I'm like I'm out now the camera's not on me anymore but no it's nearly mic drop that's nearly three hours my girlfriend's ringing me it's nearly three hours Maddie. fuck yeah so we did it this is a half half hybrid podcast half motocross we that watched we watched of, Eli Tomac fucking dominate plenty of life insights as well and then learned a little bit more about my little brother who is the reason we're sitting in this new studio so fucking don't send me hate mail <laughs> thanks Matt <laughs> nah send him fucking nah he doesn't even use Instagram account no I do no, I, I, I do I like it it's good um, but yeah thanks for coming on bro nah I really appreciate thanks for having it. me being my first guest in the new studio yeah it's, it's sick. fucking sick made it happen thanks to Mick for uh, pushing the buttons thanks Mick doing all the shit that he does being a fucking mad dog do you have any sponsors yeah i'll do that later (laughs) um if you're watching the todd waters podcast on youtube mick did that just want to throw some relevance to the work that he does here so you can appreciate it when you're there watching it um and then the instagram that i'm about to post as i stop this mick did that too he's fucking vital he's fucking vital um yeah thanks maddie we'll get you on again at some point thank you now that you're just next door you know yeah i'm down keen righto thanks guys bye